I'm being joined right now by Dr. Suda Domedy, our new pediatrician at Sure Primary Care Pigeon. So Dr. Domedy, what inspired you to go into pediatrics? I always like to be a person who can help others and I wanted to do something different so that the experience is easier for children, like what goes on when a doctor's visit and it's not always a terrifying experience. It's like a big experience for new parents when they have like a new baby you know, not knowing what to do, like what to expect. It's a whole new experience when something is in your hand and like everything depends on them. So I want to make sure the parents understand it. You can learn every day what is normal development, what to watch for. I want to make a greater experience and enjoy every moment of their child's life. And if there's anything abnormal, they can bring it to my attention so that the child can have a healthy life. Dr. Domedy has seen pediatric patients from newborn to 18 years old at Sure Primary Care in Pigeon on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Make your appointment today by calling 989-453-2141 or by going to sure.org to learn more. The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banke, and Kendall Anthes. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. It's one final tune-up before divisional play, and we might have one of the most intriguing matchups across the entire state of Michigan right here in front of us tonight. It's the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers on the road up against the Ubley Bearcats. Good evening and welcome to the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, as always, is once again a true professional, even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Uh, good to be back for another Thursday edition yes. of football tonight. A season ago, both the Lakers and Bearcats won their divisions and each then went on to a deep playoff run in Division 7 and Division 8, respectively. They didn't get a chance to meet on the gridiron in 2022, but fast forward to the last day of August in 2023, and here we are at last, Lakers and Ubley meeting. Man, what a game that could have been, a game we all would have loved to have seen last year. Thrilled we get to see a version of it this year, and hopefully with the changes to our conferences looking forward, we get a chance to see our best teams play each other every year. The Green and White hosted a tough Millington squad last week who historically have been in Division Six playoffs. Despite falling short, the Lakers showed lots of promise and have the pieces to be a team to make a lot of noise in the Gritham West and beyond. Yeah, I feel, still think they are one of two teams that I think can win the West. There's no no doubt about that Millington is a tough opponent, but that's what good teams in our conference have been doing the last couple of years, scheduling those good opponents to test themselves. On the other side of the ball is a team that now has made it to three straight semifinals or beyond. The Ole Bearcats return a boatload of talent from that 13-1 squad last year and showed last week against Clarkson Everest Collegiate that they plan on picking right up where they left off. No doubt, and just another example of our local teams reaching out, scheduling quality playoff teams to get better each year. Unfortunately for Clarkson Everest, they are a little down and Ubley is primed for another deep run. Before we kick off week number two of the regular season, we'll host our media round table, take a look at other area games and deep it dive into the game of the week on the WLW Sports Network, Lakers and Ubley, being powered by Anger Valley Services.
Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anger Valley Services. DS Services of Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs. Kind of Gradiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Countryside Transportation. McVeigh Insurance Agency. Laker Schools. Obley Motor Service. Tina Seely of Farm Bureau Insurance. Michigan's Insurance Company. Zinger Smigelski Fair Home of Ubley in Minden City. Bayport Stay Bank. Ensure Health. Better health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyrighted presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rates are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. The first week of the football season is always a bit of a blur, and frankly, it's an accomplishment just making it to the game in one piece. Then there was last week. Yes, we made it to the game in one piece, and yes, we survived, but Mother Nature, Mother Nature certainly was making sure we were up for the challenge this season. We knew the forecast was not going to be favorable, and there was a chance of thunderstorms, but little did we know that it would be all aimed exactly right where we are at Cass City, our broadcast location in week one. As a result, our broadcast ran past 10 p.m., but the good news is that we had plenty of time to discuss anything we wanted to get off our chests before the season began. Cass City went on to win the game by 30 points, showing that they had the horses to make a good run this season. The Badax Hatchets held strong, especially in the first two quarters before the Red Hawks started to wear them down. Now we shift our attention to week number two and find ourselves on the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host for the WLW Sports Network. To my right is once again the true professional himself, Dave Hanson. Uh, thank you, Clark. Always good to be back to the uh, the home away from home, so to speak. Yeah, it feels but, that uh, way. Yeah, it certainly does, and the field looks uh, absolutely fantastic, and hopefully we're in for a really good, very competitive football game today. Doug Cole has joined us for another season in the WLW Sports Network as our director of sports information has already found his perch in the second row here in the Ubley Tower. For those new to our broadcasts, each and every week, Doug travels from Livonia, Michigan to keep track of all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats. Doug, welcome back to Herp Field in Ubley High School. Thank you, Clark. I'm excited for today's game. I love the field. I love how they have the uh, 4, 30, 40, 50, et cetera. Yes. Unlike, uh, no offense to Cassidy, but that makes our, our job a lot easier. They intended to have that in Cassidy. I know Matt Prescorn was very upset he could not get the field uh, ready, but there was all the rain. Right. Uh, didn't allow that. But, yes, no, I'm very appreciative of that as well. Yes. But more importantly, uh, good good to have you back, Doug. Uh, but I got to know, how was your write-up? Where'd you stop? The write-up was really n- nice and smooth. That's two uh, weeks in a row that there wasn't a lot of traffic. So it was a I took the back road to KPAC, uh, some other small towns. Okay. And then um, so I stopped at Angelina's Huron County Brewery. Excellent. And uh, that was uh, delicious, as always. That's not my first time going there. And uh, I had salmon. Salmon? Them. Yes. So, and it was so good. It Does, was delicious. I think that's my first time I had salmon there, so it definitely 100% gets the Doug Cole seal of approval. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. All right. They, so ring the bell, and we had dining with Doug can continue for another week as he travels the countryside and gives the Doug Cole seal of approval when deemed only essential and appropriate. Someone who is no stranger to Ubley, Michigan, would be the best spotter in all football, Dan Benke, for seven seasons. Dan has been at the booth with us, filling our ears with as much information as you can handle so that we can sound as intelligent as possible on air. He is on his way to the game right now. Yeah, thank goodness for that, because we could use all the help we can get, bud. So, uh, Dan, we'll see you soon. Drive careful. And someone who is also no stranger, and as always, we have the top student of the Dan Benke School of Football spotting with us once again. 
when he's not forgetting our banners on the bleachers in Cass City, Kendall Anthes is hanging out with us, learning the ropes of the business as our intern from Northwood University. Kendall, good to have you. Oh, it's great to be back. And I'm glad not only did you – you you forgot the banners on the bleachers that. in Cassidy. Yes, they did shut the lights off on us, so I, I will give you that. But bonus points for actually remembering them this week then. I did. I did. Uh, shout out to my brother okay. because he was able to bring them back to the house. So it's, uh, it's a very good thing he left it in a very convenient location. I will say that. Yeah, that was yeah, good. good thing we were in Petoskey or something yeah. like that. I know a few people in Cassidy, so I it was so. easy phone call. I suppose so. Well, it's the second week of the 2023 football season when we have Lakers and Ubley facing off on the gridiron for what is expected to be a great hard-nosed football game. <laughs> It's all right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Cruise 102 on your Apple or Android device. Listen live worldwide at WLWSports.com and good old-fashioned radio at Sports Radio 1021. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthes with their call tonight from Ubley, Michigan. But first, it's time for our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest model from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View. It's the University of Colorado Transfer Portal of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. Our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. Our intern from Northwood University, Mr. Kendall Anthes, and the top spotter north of Forrester, Michigan, Dan Benke, and the defending champion of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we'll keep score of our game's predictions. When that time comes, we'll deem a Media Roundtable winner. Last week, Kendall Anthes took the first victory of the season from the leadoff position. Has the apprentice suddenly become the professor, or is it just dumb luck? The apprentice. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Okay. Well, he's a man of few words. That, that must be near three of the Dan Banky fo- School of Football spotting. Yeah, yep. Dan will be here soon enough to uh, fill us in on that. Or Kendall used all of his uh, words up off air. That, no. that, he, that he, definitely he, There's an unlimited supply That's there. That's very true. Very true. So how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for this week's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Kendall won last week, he will go last in tonight's order as Doug Cole leading off, followed by Paul P. Adams, Dan Bengi, Dave Hansen, and then Kendall Anthus. Doug Cole, the tee is yours. Well, first off, I think Lakers are a really good team. First two matches of the season, can't get any tougher playing against Millington and now the runner-up for Division 8. Very true. And so I think I have the Lakers winning the West. However, I, <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. I think this will be a one-sided contest. I think Ubley is uh, way too much. They're too, uh, too powerful. I got Ubley winning this 48-8. to 48-8. to Wow. Saying Ubley by 40 points, according to Doug Cole. Paul P. Adams from the Huron County View. Well, I took a lot of grief last week for my uh, my pick, uh, both from you guys and around Bad Axe. So I'm going to try to. You're rain, welcome for that. I'm going to rein that in a little bit this week. Um, but 
this this game, my prediction actually came to me as I was walking off the field here last uh, Friday uh, when Ubley beat Clarkson Everest. I, I saw a lot, so many good things from Ubley. Um, you know, there, there's some new guys in new spots, but this this offense still clicking. This defense is very, very good. Um, you know, Lakers really struggled. Three points against Millington. I thought they'd do a little bit better. Um, my pick today, uh, Ubley 42, uh, Lakers 14. 42 to 14. All right, so a 28-point victory for the Ubley Bearcats, according to Paul P. Adams. Dan Banky is on his way to the game right now. He submitted his pick per usual. And here we go. These are the words of Dan Banky, the top spotter in football. Week number two, here we go. Ubley picked up right where they left off last year, scoring early and often. Lakers lost some very talented athletes due to graduation, had a rough week number one. According to Dan Banky, it doesn't get any easier this week. He thinks it will be more of the same for Ubley scoring early and often. Dan Banky has Ubley winning this one easily. Ubley 42, Lakers 6. Wow. So a 36-point victory for Dan Banky. <laughs> I've never seen Dave shake his head so much. And now we have Dave Hanson. Yeah, because my hands are tied. Uh, I, I love your guys' scores. We, we know when you come to Ubley, possessions tend to be limited, right? So it's, in my mind, how many touchdowns can Ubley score versus Lakers? Ubley is hands down the best team in the area. What they lost last year, what they have the ability to replace them with, they aren't going to miss a beat from last year. And playing in Ubley is one of the toughest environments you're going to get. I agree with you, Doug. I think Lakers may be the best team in the West. This is not a team you want to play. They are red hot. Uh, Lakers is still trying to figure themselves out. They lost way too much size for my liking. Uh, I believe the game will be closer than my score, but based on your guys' picks, I have to differentiate myself enough to say that I'll take the Ugly Bearcats 54 to 12. 54 to 12. That is a very reluctant You know, score. I work in pigeon, guys. Make this respectful, please. <laughs> I've been the nicest so far. I'd like just to note that. Okay, so 54 to 12. 42 points for Dave Hansen. And that leaves... Mr. Kendall Anthos, the top student of the Dan Banky School of Football spotting. Yeah, I'd, I'm kind of going to ride with most of these guys. I don't think that this one is going to be as close as we want it to. I mean, Lakers got a good team. Saw what happened last week against Millington. Putting up three points, that's tough. And, I mean, we got the same ugly that we've seen year in, year out. So, I think I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take ugly 42-8. 42-8. So by 34 points. So undercutting uh, Dan Banky there. So Dan Kendallanthus taking the Ugly Bearcats 42 to 8. And the experts have spoken, all taking the Ugly Bearcats. My oh my. We have the low end. We have Paul P. Adams taking Ugly 42 to 14. Then we have Dan Banky taking Ugly 42 to 6. But in between there is Kendall Anthus, Ugly 42, Lakers 8 by 34 points. Then Doug Cole taking Ubley by 40 points, 48 to 8. And Dave Hansen taking Ubley 54 to 12 by 42 points, which means by default I have the Lakers. Good luck, gentlemen. Now let's take a look at other area scores and games taking on taking place tonight and mostly tonight, some tomorrow. We had one game last night, and that was K-Pack at Deckerville. It was all Deckerville. Hunter Garza was part of seven touchdowns in this game as Deckerville improves to 2-0, and and they take out K-Pack 56-6. Yeah, uh, Deckerville uh, kind of looks reloaded, ready to go. I think in the NCTL stars, it's Deckerville, Kingston, and everybody else. I thought, you know, after week one, K-Pack had a nice win against North Huron. Uh, it wasn't that nice, apparently. Uh, Deckerville, Garza, and then you got the uh, 
Corliss, who we'll talk about in a second from Kingston, look like they're the early front runners player of the year as well. And they're going to lead those two powerhouse teams. It's going to be a game that you just got to see. It's going to be one of the better players a player has to offer this year. Moving on, we have Dryden at Brown City, Mayville at Burton Atherton, North Huron at All Saints of Bay City, Akron Fairgrove at CPS, New Haven Merritt at Ashley, and Peck at Caseville. Peck at Caseville, sneaky. Uh, uh, Nathan Feltner had a great game last week, 190 yards, I think three touchdowns uh, in the uh, picks in the Huron County View. Mike Gallagher picked against his own Peck Pirates and oh picked my. Caseville straight up to win that game. So that's a game that really stands out among uh, – among games that uh, are being played. Yeah, you didn't mention Kingston and Oakland Christian. I mean, we kind of talked about yeah. uh, Owen Corliss, but uh, another game to keep an eye on, that Kingston can continue to win in dominant fashion to set up that showcase with Deckerville. And I'm interested by the Dryden-Brown City game. Yeah, Brown City. When well, Dryden, season Dryden, hasn't had a, Dryden hasn't had a, a team in quite a few years. I believe, yeah, yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, Brown City did a number on Peck last week. Yeah, they beat Peck 68-6 to in their first game in the NCTL last week, independent. A season ago, North Huron started last season at 0-2, but finished 6-4. They're shut out by KPAC last week, 51-0. They're taking on the Catholics of Bay City. Moving on to 11-player football, Carroll in Memphis, the last newest members of the Greater Thumb Conference. And we have Carroll record, recorded a safety last week, and that was it, losing to Marlette 22-2. Went 1-8 last season against Reese, their only win. Memphis snapped an 18-game losing streak last week, beating Genesee 41-0. Carroll at Memphis. Yeah, I think Carroll's going to win this game. Uh, I'm not sold on Memphis. Memphis beat a Genesee team that, that really made a bad decision coming back to 11-player football, and uh, I, I think Memphis gets smacked down, back down to size. Uh, uh, Coach Rob McDaniel over there and Carroll trying to turn around the culture over there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game to see. I, I'm kind of pulling for Memphis. They've just have not had any luck playing 11-player football in this conference. Uh, it'd be kind of exciting for them to win a conference game for once. Uh, so I'm hoping that turns out to be a good game. Well, Memphis uh, shut out Genesee last week to start the season at 1-0, trying to go to 2-0 for the first time in quite some time. USA at Marlette tonight in a greater than conference crossover game. USA lost to Michigan Lutheran Seminary last week. 37-14, have not had a winning season since 2020. Twice have gone 2-7. and seven. Marlette, slow start against Carroll, but won by 20 points, not allowing a touchdown, 22-2. to two. Yeah, Marlette might be a sneaky sneaky team in the Greater Thumb East this year. Um, USA still kind of rebuilding, saw some positives. I'd, I'll go with Marlette in this game, but I would not be surprised if USA pulled this out. Just don't know enough about these two teams yet. Yeah, USA's numbers are just so far down. It's in Marlette. Uh, it could be a close game, but I'm with you, Paul. If I had to pick one, I'm going Marlette as well. Vassar at Sandusky. Vassar 0-1. Sandusky 1-0. Vassar lost to Algonac 29-14. Finished 4-5 last season. Their most wins since 2015. Sandusky looking to start 2-0 after beating Reese last week. Haven't started 2-0 since the 2020 season. Well, they're going to start 2-0 because Vassar lost to a team that didn't even have a team last year in, in Algonac. Uh, that is not a good start for the Vulcans. I think Sandusky, you know... We all know, uh, you know they have a, a good tradition, play hard-nosed football over there. Who, who knows what they have in store, but I think they definitely get this win. Absolutely. I think no question about it. I think Sandusky goes to 2-0, and, and there's there's no local bias on that at all. Yeah, you pay your uh, – I, I pay my taxes. You pay your taxes to the city of Sandusky. <laughs> Reese at Badax tonight. The Rockets and Hatchets both 0-1. Reese lost to Sandusky by a score of 36-28, coming off of a 2-7 campaign a year ago. Badax lost to Cass City last week 38-8. Last year, they shut out Reese a season ago, 52 nothing. 
I saw enough from the Hatchets to pick the Hatchets straight up in this game. I really liked what I saw from them last week. They moved the ball almost at will on Cassidy. Uh, if they are able to finish drives, they're going to win this game. No, no doubt. And they gave up three huge plays, and I don't think Reese has the capability of making those three big plays. I think Bad X wins, and I, don't, I think it's that close. Two teams who are 1-0 and are facing off on the shores of Lake Huron tonight in Harbor Beach, and that's the Cassidy Red Hawks against the Harbor Beach Pirates. <laughs> Cassidy looking to avenge a 30-16 loss from last year in Cassidy. Have not started 2-0 since the COVID-2020 season. Harbor Beach had a good win at Cardinal Mooney last week, 22-13. They finished 8-2 last season. Wasn't there to see Harbor Beach, but uh, saw, solid. saw enough from uh, the stats and your highlights there, Clark. I think Harbor Beach wins this game. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, I wasn't quite sure. Cass City just looked a little shaky to me, and Harbor Beach looks a little bit more like a complete team uh, with, with some really good playmakers. Cassie looked shaky, scoring 38 points. Uh, they, they really did. They, did. they looked slow. They missed a lot of tackles. Defensively, they did not play very well. Bad X hurt themselves down the stretch more than anything. Um, I'm leaning on the young talent that Harbor Beach has uh, to clean up those mistakes and win that football game. But this might be an 11 player, the next best game to see this week because it could go either way. And the final game of the Greater Thumb Conference tonight is the game in front of us, the game of the week. Lakers at Ubley. Lakers won 10-2 last year, losing in the regional championship. Ubley made it to the semifinals or beyond for the last four seasons straight. They lost to Whiteford by a touchdown in the finals, going 13-1 for the season. And all of the experts have taken Ubley, anywhere ranging from 28 points all the way up to 42 for the home team tonight, the Bearcats. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthus with your call tonight. I believe I said everyone there. Yeah. All right. Second guess for myself in the second week of the season. And it's the game of the week. Lakers at Ubley in a greater than conference crossover game one week before divisional play begins. Hard to believe that already in Labor Day on the cusp right now. You uh, you need a lightning delay to kind of get your, get your thoughts or no? <laughs> no. Okay. Just show. No. Uh, based on <laughs> minutes on air, we should be just about to enter week three based on that lightning <laughs> delay of last week. Good grief. Only spot in the whole thumb to have lightning word dead smack dab in it. What's that luck? Well, in the last two seasons, the Lakers of Alton, Pigeon, and Bayport have won a collective 19 games. The last time that happened, you have to go back more than 40 years to 1981 in 1982, a historic and memorable time in the Laker program. For two years in a row, the Lakers have made it to the regional championship game, and now Dave LeMaster, head coach for the program, wants to push his program to the next level. Yeah, he's had some excellent success so far in his third season, 19-6, 76% of the time he wins football games. In both of those two seasons, not only did he win the conference, they won a district championship as well. Lakers has one of the conference's most difficult schedules this season, having started the season by hosting Millington. Now they're on the road against the Division 8 runner-up of Ubley. 
The Green Machine lost their quarterback to graduation in Connor McCain, making way for a new senior play caller by the name of Jay Sears. Yeah, Jay Sears is a very capable athlete. Yes, he was the emergency quarterback last year, but at six foot one, 152 pounds, he's very athletic. He threw the ball 13 times last week. He ran it another 19 times for 65 yards. Passing game wasn't quite there, but the score was getting out of hand. Millington is a very top team school in this area, and they do everything they can. But the offense starts and ends with Jay Sears. A season ago, the Lakers had one of the most deadly and toughest freight trains in all of the state with bruiser back Ethan Wisner in their backfield. Taking three or four defenders to bring him down most times in the playoffs alone, Wisner carried the ball 101 times in three postseason games for 392 yards and eight scores, and that was just in the playoffs. Big shoes to fill for the Laker backfield. Literally big shoes, 228 carries on the season last year, 1,700 yards and 26 touchdowns, average 158 yards on the ground. That's what they're trying to replace. Jay Sears, leading rusher last year at 63 carries coming back. Caleb Neaton had five carries last year. These are your lead two ball carries this year. Now, Caleb Neaton had a very nice game. I had 19 carries for 115 yards last week. So there is some weapons on this team. Coach Lavasser believes they're not as big, but they've replaced it with athletic and I hope he's right because this ugly team is ready for everything. Last year, the green and white threw 100 passes, completing 55 of them for just under 1,100 yards and 11 games played. That comes out to an average of nine passes per game. Last week, Lakers threw 14 passes, completing just five of them. Four receivers, though, brought in a pass from Jay Sears against Millington a week ago. Carson McCain, I think, is the guy you have to keep an eye on. He is the type of guy, that big tight end slot, can make a couple catches for you down the field. Uh, Caleb Neaton caught a pass, Owen Eicher caught a pass, and so did Colton Tulaski last week. Lakers graduated 70% of the receiving yards in the offseason with Michael Good, Tyson Steinman, and Ethan Wisner moving on. The Green Machine also lost their starting center, left guard, and right tackle in Charlie uh, Saney. Blaine Wren in big country, Luke Braun. Love that, yes. And it's hard, you can just don't replace these guys. Uh, so this Lakers offensive line is going to have to work together. And so what I understand, they have they looked pretty decent last week, but they have lost 13 of their 22 starters to graduation. That is a lot of players to replace. Lake, you've been locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll discuss the host for the tonight's game, the Ubly Bearcats. It's on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. It's week number two of the regular season. It's the game of the week in the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and that's it. No, Kendall Anthes in there too as well. For the last four years, there has been a team at the top of the charts in the thumb of Michigan, and it's by the name of the Ubley Bearcats. The orange and black of the M19 Valley have made it to the state semifinals in every season since 2019 and have been at the state championship game twice in that time. But yet, the Bearcat Nation still has an unsatiable hunger for more, which is a state title. At the helm for his now his fourth season would be Eric Sweeney, who is averaging more than 11 wins a season. <laughs> 11 wins a year or more. That is pretty good. Since 2020, Eric Sweeney has won 35 games and lost just five, winning 87% of the games he has coached. He has two greater thumb titles, three district championships, and three regional titles to boot with those two state championship bursts. 
For Eric Sweeney's entire tenure as head coach, he's had the same starting quarterback, Evan Bruski. In what feels like his 17th season of eligibility, he's now a senior and is leading his team back to the gridiron with quite the firepower. Not to mention Bruski's fast approaching 3,000 career rushing yards. Yeah, he's going to be the one that clips his 3,000 yards rushing with the least amount of attempts. Evan's, Evan Bruski is the real deal. He can throw it. He can run it. Uh, he is the ring general of this team. He runs this offense. Two, uh, 1,100 yards and 20 touchdowns and 2022 he threw just 25 passes but he completed 16 of them for 328 yards and five more scores in his career he's at 2900 rushing yards and 47 touchdowns on the ground he only needed three carries for 50 yards and a touchdown last week didn't really need him and they only use him when they have to and as long as that trap is working it's as soon as they start cheating in that's when they call his number and he hits him for a big play Obley did lose their leading rusher from a season ago in Mark Heilig with over 1,400 rushing yards, but it seems like it doesn't matter who graduated, who returns, and who is coaching the team. That is, as long as there's a last name of Sweeney. The Obley backfield knows what to do and move the ball in chunks. Leading the way for 2023 so far is Kandon Peruski. Yeah, and he's a prime example of they can pluck a lineman off the ground and throw him in the backfield, and he can run for 179 yards last week on nine carries. Uh, yes, but you don't replace guys like Mark Heilig. Mark Heilig is the kind of guy, an average running back gets three yards, Mark gets six or seven. A guy that breaks for 15, Mark is the guy that takes it to the house. So they don't have the guy that's going to blow the top off a of defense, make a guy miss, but Kandon Peruski will run you over with no fear. Luke Vollmering is an all-around athlete, and Seth Maurer is the guy that we think is going to get a lot of the touches being the only returning back from last year. After Kandon Peruski, Colin Ozentoski led the team in rushing against Everest despite not starting the game in the backfield with 91 yards and two scores on just five carries against Everest. If you know anything about Ubley, even if you're from out of town, you know the Bearcats want to run the ball first, second, and maybe even third or fourth and fifth. Last week, they threw just two passes, completing one of them. And they absolutely have the ability. And it is in the playbook, and they are not afraid to do it. But with a four-year quarterback, it makes it a little easier. I still believe Luke Vollmering is the best pass catcher on this team. I think he's target number one. But keep in mind for the kicker, boys, Brett Mueller plays on the end. He's tall, he's athletic, and he's pretty fast. And he was the guy that caught that one completion for 18 yards last week. Even after allowing 26 points in the state championship, Ubley allowed just an average of eight points per game in 2022. They did allow two scores last week against Everest, but not until the game was well in hand. Yeah, and on top of that, they allowed just 17 touchdowns in 14 games last year. Six of those came, though, in the semifinals and the finals game. We are just 15 minutes away from week number two of the regular season. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Lakers and the Ugly Bearcats. It's all in your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Week number two is upon us. Labor Day is on the cusp of the weekend, and you're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan. As the crow flies, 16 miles separate Ubley and Laker High Schools. For those making the trek tonight from the land of the OG wind turbines to the other land of wind turbines, it's straight across M142, take the bypass around Bad Axe, south on M19, past Tops and Chevrolet, and left onto Union Street, 
stop when you lose cell phone service. In regards to school size, Lakers is the third largest school in the Greater Thumb Conference with 297 students. That's an increase of four students year over year. Ubley is the smallest of the 14 GTC teams with 182, a loss of 10 from a year ago. So by going by student enrollment, it's Lakers by 115 students. Despite being only 16 miles apart, tonight marks just the seventh time in history that Ubley and Lakers have met on the gridiron since Lakers consolidated into one school back in 1960. In fact, the first time they ever met was in 2006. In the first six previous meetings, Lakers has only won one time in 2014, and that was by a score of 36-22. Otherwise, it's five Ubley wins, including the last three games. To compare offense and defense, we're still using last year's numbers, which have about as much weight as stock in Silicon Valley Bank. Last year, Ubley has the best offense in the Greater Thumb Conference. Lakers at number two a season ago. 46.5 for the Bearcats, 39 for the Lakers. So on the offensive side of the ball, based off of last year's numbers, it's Ubley by 7.5 points. Defensively, it's a very similar situation, number one and number two. In 2022, Ubley gave up just an average of 8.3 per game. Lakers a slot behind at number two at 14.5 points. So defensively, based on last year's numbers, it was Ubley by 7.2 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Mel Tucker NIL Sports Wagering Department said it factored in all possibilities. Stats, injury, weather, and location. The spread for tonight's game sits at Ubley, 16.5 points. Today is the 243rd day of the year, meaning there's just 121 days until New Year's Eve. Dave, have any plans? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, just <laughs> no, checking. No. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps you're emptying out or drying out your basement after what feels like a month of monsoonal rains, which leads me to this week's trivia question about rainfall. Sounds good. Rainfall. Question number one, Dave. Based on the weather reports and Bannock's International Airport, the Thumb of Michigan averages 3.27 inches of rain in the month of August historically. My question to you, though, Dave, is how much rain has the Thumb gotten this August based on Bad Axe International Airport? Uh, well, this was, would have been a lot easier when I, when I lived in Bad Axe. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, uh, you're, uh, it's almost double that. I'm going to say it's, uh, it's closer to 6 or 6.2. 5.8, just a little short there. That is 77% higher than the historical average. The wettest August in history was five years ago in 2018. Question number two, Dave. How much rain did the Thumb receive in August of 2018, the wettest August on record? Um, well, we'll guess a little higher. I'm going to say there was eight inches of rain. 8.96, so just under nine inches. Despite it only raining 15 of the 31 days in 2018, the Thumb saw more than four inches of rainfall in just two days from August 20th to the 22nd, five years ago. This year, August 7th was the wettest day of the month with over two inches of rain falling in just one day. By this time of the year, Bad Axe International Airport historically has accumulated just over 22 inches of precipitation for the year. My final question, Dave, is where are we for the year as far as precipitation goes? So if we usually get 22 inches per year, this seems like the time where you would tell me that they have exactly 22 inches already. So that's my <laughs> guess, it's 22. Well, you're incorrect. I used triple psychology on you there. Uh, 25.78 inches, nearly four inches above the average for the year. The wettest year in history in Bad Axe up to this point was 1985, which was 30 inches of rain that month, which was followed by the following year with a record water levels across the Great Lakes. 
Speaking of a rising tide, racing all ships, Dave, what are your three keys to tonight's game? Well, we always start with the home team, and it, it's just more of the same for the Ugly Bearcats. Control the pace of the game, win in the trenches. They, they, they set the tone of the game. When you play ugly, and then last handful of years, you play Ubley's football. People have not been able to get them out of their game. So as long as Ubley continues to be Ubley and play at their pace, they will be just fine. If you're Lakers, one simple goal tonight, it's stop the trap. Nobody's been able to do it for years, but if you can slow down the trap, you can take away their big plays and force Ubley out of what they're comfortable with, and that is beating you in the trenches. And last but not least, the Lakers have to get the run game going. I know they like to mix it up, run and pass, and I, and I do like that in a football team to have that threat. But to make passes easier, you have to throw from good situations, and that starts with running the ball well on first down. This first down is a very important play for the Laker offense. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Remember, each will have your kickoff and all the opening festivities here from the banks of the Gas River in Ubley, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network. Now we're listening to Rick Klaza, PA announcer here at the Ubley Sports Program and Facilities. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, Lakers at Ubley. Judge Mark Schultz, back judge Bernie Dean, alternate John Brecht, and head referee Eric Schweitzer are officiating tonight's game. At this time, let us observe a moment of silence in honor of Mark. Thank you. The privilege of this event was made possible by those who have fought and continue to fight for the freedoms we enjoy. Let us now honor and respect their efforts and our country. Please rise and turn your attention to the North End Zone and our nation's flag. Civilian gentlemen, please remove your hats. All veterans, we encourage you to render the appropriate salute. And everyone able, please stand at attention, placing your hand over your heart. Let's join the Ubley High School Marching Band under the direction of Mrs. Jennifer Nickel as we pay tribute to our country with a performance of the Star Spangled Banner.
Current conditions in Ubley, Michigan are 70 degrees with sunny skies. They're calling for a 2% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the east at 4 miles per hour and gusting up to 8 miles. Visibility at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping at 30.14 inches, and the dew point is at 51 degrees. It feels like it's 70 degrees out. Humidity is at 44%, much lower than last week. Sunset at 810 today, and we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Sunrise at 6.54 a.m., sunset at 8.10. So on August 31st, 2023, we have 13 hours and 16 minutes of daylight. We've lost 20 minutes of daylight from just a week ago. Lakers won the toss, elected to defer. So Ubley will start out on offense. Your officials tonight in the white cap. Well, the same one we had last week. Eric Schweitzer, umpire Phil Granovich, off of the IL list from a week ago. Headlinesman, Brian Lisesky, line judge Mark Schultz, and back judge Bernie Dean. Your starting lineup for the Ubley Bearcats will start out on offense tonight due to losing the toss and the Lakers deferring. Your quarterback, senior Evan Peruski, making his, I do believe, his 38th or 39th start in career history. 5'11", 185-pound senior. Your backfield for the Ubley Bearcats will be Luke Vollmering, a junior. Kanan Peruski, a senior at the fullback. And Seth Maurer, your senior, number 30. Center is Caleb Ratcliffe. Left guard, Skylar Smith. Mitchell Foote, your left tackle. And your tight end on the left side will be Brett Mueller. On your right side, your right guard, Austin Gentner, a senior. Aiden Kohler, a junior, number six foot one, 195 pound junior. And your tight end on the right side, Ryan Lairman. For the Laker offense, at center, Dylan Braun, younger brother to Luke Braun, a junior, six foot 205 pounds. Left guard, Cameron Mallory, left tackle, Zach McCardle. Right guard, Dayton Lasoski, James McCardle, and Owen Eichler, your quarterback, Jay Sears, and your running back, Caleb Neaton. Wingbacks, Derek Carr and Carson McCain. Lakers in their road, white uniforms, green numbers, Laker across their chest in green, green matte helmets with numbers on one side, the Laker winged L on the other. And it's a kick from Jay Sears, comes in at about the sec- this four-yard line, brought in by Evan Bruski himself. Cuts right through the middle, breaks one tackle, still on his feet across the 35, and finally upended about the 37-yard line, and brought down by the kicker, quarter- quarterback, and cornerback. That'd be Jay Sears himself. First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats at their own 36-yard line. Yeah, two names on both sides of the ball. You're going to hear a lot. Evan Peruski on the Ubley side and Jay Sears on the away side. Uh, again, should be a fantastic football game. Keep in mind, Clark, one thing we didn't talk about, and a shame on us for that, both of these two teams have probably the best special teams that we True. will see this year. Two of the best kickers in Brett Mueller and Jay Sears. Jay Sears, matter of fact, kicked a field goal last week to start that game with Millington. That's right. You know I, my love for special I do. teams. That's why I'm very surprised it took till now to talk about it. Ubley in the T formation. It's a handoff immediately to number 30. That's Seth Maurer around the left side. Gets across the 40 and finally brought down at the 45-yard line. Tackle made by Lucas Wainer, the safety position. He's a freshman out there for the green and white defense. It's a gain of nine on the play, second down a yard to go from the 45 of Ubley. And just like things start, just like every other year, a big chunk play right out of the gate. And Seth Maurer, again, the most experienced back in the backfield. He starts on the right side behind, right over Evan Peruski's right shoulder, goes from right to left around the end and finds a great start to this game, nine yards to get this game going. Working off the left hash, left right across the radar, Ubley in their home black uniforms. It's another handoff to Seth Maurer, and he's upended by Lucas Weiner. And gets right to midfield before stopping, and that's a gain of five when they needed just one yard for a new set of downs. Actually going to mark him down at the Laker 49 for a gain of six. Move the chains, first and ten in Laker territory. And nobody does it better. The exact same play. They get nine on first down, get six or seven more on second down, no problem, and already a first down and in Laker territory. Moving. 
Methodically down the field, 10.55 left in the first quarter, 0-0, up on their first drive of offense at the Laker 49-yard line. Working off the left hash again. Black uniforms, orange numbers, white outline, black helmets, black face masks. Evan Bruski enters center, looks to his backfield, and it's going to be a handoff to number 21, Cannon Bruski, the fullback, right up the gut. And on a second ever, gets all the way down to the Laker 45-yard line. Stop made by Jay Sears out of the secondary, the senior cornerback for Lakers defense. Gain of four to the 45, second down, six to go. And left to right in that backfield, you will see Luke Vollmering in the middle is Candon Peruski. And then Seth Maurer on that right side, that spot he loved so much last year. Candon Peruski is the interesting name. Sliding into that, uh, you remember the old Carson Haleski days, into that prime fullback where he's the guy going through the hole first and he's the perfect guy to run somebody over at that linebacker position. And he does a heck of a job carrying the football too. There's a snap and it's going to be a handoff to Seth Maurer. It gets through his first tackle, gets across the 40-yard line of Lakers before he's finally stopped by Lucas Wainer out of the secondary once again. It's a gain of five when they needed six. Third down and very manageable. Third down and one to go from the Laker 40-yard line. And just what that wing T wants. They right. They want third down and short. It is almost impossible. Nobody has had the, the solution to this running game. And the Ugly Bearcats, again, playing their style of football, winning at the line of scrimmage, getting those chunk plays, five, six, and seven yards right out of the gate. Fifth play of this drive, Evan Bruski facing a third and one from the Laker 40. And it's going to be a handoff to number 11. Luke Vollmering has the first down and dragging his two white jerseys with him all the way down to the 33-yard line. Tackle made by number 18, Carson McCain. Defensive tackle chases him down from behind the junior. Move the chains for the Bearcats. But he's hit at the line of scrimmage. There's, there's some potential there to make that play near the line of scrimmage. But by the time the play is over, you see six, seven yards and three white jerseys being dragged down the field. That is the type of power these running backs have. Maybe not the high top end speed that you look for, but they are a load to bring down, all three of them. First and 10 from the 33-yard line, maybe the 34-yard line according to the spot. With 8.55 and counting here in the first quarter, no score yet, but Ubley methodically marching down the field. Evan Bruski surveys the defense. His under center has a three-man straight tee behind him. Two tight ends and is a bad snap and a fumble. And Evan Bruski has to jump on it back at the 36-yard line. This is going to be a loss of two on the play and brings up one of their worst field positions in about four years. Second down and 12 to go. And just a simple mistake. You see Evan Bruski just step out of that ball too quick. The snap looked like it was there. It was in his hands. He just pulled his foot out too quick, drops the ball straight down. But as a veteran, there's no panic. He hops right on that football and saves this possession. And again, keep in mind, second down and 12 is no big deal to them. They find ways to get five and six yards on the ground. They're going to continue to lure in the Lakers' defense, and it's only a matter of time for Peruski calls his own number around the outside. Wing or straight tee for Evan Peruski. Second down, 12 from the 35 and a half yard line. And it's a handoff to Luke Vomering, who gets out for uh, three, maybe yards, tripped up by number 11, Luke, Gold, Gold, Luke Good, middle linebacker. Tough name to say, apparently. Sophomore linebacker for Lakers. Regains the last two yards and gets about one beyond that back to the 33-yard line. Yeah, it's a third down and a long nine, maybe even ten yards for Ubley. So good job by Lakers. You take advantage of a, a very rare hiccup by the Bearcats and then come back on second down and don't allow much at all. You stop that short running game now. Third down and nine. We know this is four down territory for the Bearcats. They do have a kicker in the chamber that certainly has plenty of leg. But you got to think early in this game they're looking for four or five or six yards here and can go for it on fourth down. Evan Bruski making his 39th start tonight. 
as a Bearcat. Quarterback keeper on left side on third and nine. He breaks out of one tackle across the three. He has the first down across the 20 and finally brought down on the far sideline by Jay Sears. Very close to that 15-yard line. They mark him down to the 17 for a 16-yard pickup. It was a third and nine, and Evan Bruski got a little bit more than that than needed. First and 10 for the LB Bearcats now inside the red zone. And Lakers had him. Carson McCain was in the backfield and just doesn't get enough of him, doesn't trust his instincts, and it's Evan Peruski that jump steps behind him, goes deeper around the line of scrimmage, swats away the hand tackle, and then turns on the accelerator. Once he hits the Jets, he's up the sideline. There's nobody there to cut him off, and it is a big game for the Bearcats on third down and long, and all the momentum still on the home side. First and 10 from the 17-yard line. Left to right across your radio, Evan Peruski hands on his hips looking at the defense. T formation behind him as always. It's going to be handoff to Caden Peruski right of the middle. Touchdown. And he's in untouched. Touchdown, Ubley. From 17 yards out, Caden Peruski rumbles right through the middle of the Laker defense. And for the first score tonight with six and a half to play in the first quarter, it is Ubley six, Lakers nothing with 6.33 remaining in the first quarter. you got to love it. We, we knew Caden Peruski had the football, but watching that defense, they didn't know who had the football. Everybody was looking around, and next thing you know, Caden Peruski behind him with just the safety left to make that tackle. And that is not a guy you want to be standing in front of with a load of speed. He runs him over and cruises into the end zone for Ubley's first score of the night. The extra point team is on the field. Brett Mueller, one of the best kickers in the state of Michigan, attended many football kicking camps across the Great Lakes and Midwest this past summer as a senior. And the kick is up. Good kick. And it is through the uprights. It's now 7-0. Ubley leading Lakers halfway through the first quarter. 6.33 remains in the first. It's 7-0. Lakers trailing the Ubley Bearcats. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Ubley marches down the field in nine plays, covering 64 yards, and caps it off with a Candon Bruski 17-yard run. Mueller kicks the PAT to make it 7-0, going with three first downs, two for two on third downs, and Lakers will start at their own 20-yard line, and Brett Mueller's kick goes through the back of the end zone for a touchback. From their own 20-yard line, right to left across your radio, 80-yard field in front of them for the green machine tonight. The ideal start for the home team, right? It doesn't get any better. You get that opening kickoff, lose the coin toss, and you go right down the field, run it right down your opponent's throats, and cap it off with a Candon Peruski touchdown run and take the lead early. Coming out of the spread formation, it's a handoff to Caleb Meaton, a direct snap, and Ubley meets him in the backfield at the original line of scrimmage and stops forward progress immediately. Making that stop was Cannon Bruski, the linebacker senior for the LB defense. No gain in the play. Second down, 10 to go, still from the 20-yard line. Direct snap to Neaton, a little bit of motion from one tight end to the other, sliding across the line of scrimmage. They try to overload one side. Doesn't really matter. <clears throat> Nowhere to go. That defensive line of the Bearcats, led by those linebackers, collapsing to the hole. Absolutely no gain on the play. Lakers saying receiver wide each way. As Jay Sears and Caleb Neaton in the backfield. And it's going to be a snap to Jay Sears. And he's hit the backfield again. And tackle made by Candon Bruski. Two, two games, two plays in a row. And again for no gain. Jay Sears had to fight for his life. Get back to the 20-yard line for no gain. 
They're going to say he lost half a yard, 540 left in the first. No doubt about it. Again, same formation. You got uh, similar to what Bad Axe was running last week. You got those two guys in the backfield. It's Neaton and Sears. You got a little bit of motion this time, but you don't know which guy's going to take the ball. And that time, nowhere to go. You've seen Sears pivot and run right into the arms of Candon Peruski. Jay Sears on another direct snap, and he calls his own number. And he gets out to about the 21-yard line before he's stopped by Ryan Lehrman, who comes out of the out of the secondary to make the stop for just a gain of a yard. Fourth down, nine to go from their own 21. Yeah, it's fourth down at least nine. It might be 10. I, I'm not even sure. But it, nonetheless, this has got to be a punting scenario at your own 21-yard line. And just like that, the ugly dominance starts off quickly. Three straight runs by two different guys. No gain on the play running the ball. And now that Laker defense is going to have to come up with a big special teams play here. Evan Peruski back deep. Jay Sears brings it in, and that's Evan Peruski brings it in the 47-yard line from the punt from Jay Sears. In um, Laker territory, breaks out of one tackle. He's at the 40-yard line, cuts to the near sideline. He's down to the 20, to the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Ubley. Evan Peruski. That's what I meant right there. <laughs> with 4.33 left, returns the punt. 53 yards and in for the score and tack on another six points for the Bearcats orange and black tonight. It's now 13-0 with four and a half still to play here in the first quarter. What we're trying to say is that Jay Sears and the special teams needed to make a big kick, but you got to cover the guy. You cannot kick it down the field, a line drive to arguably the best player on this team, the most athletic, dynamic, and he does exactly that. Runs left, runs into trouble, reverses field, no fear. Gets down to the right sideline. There is nobody near him. It's a track meet that Evan Peruski wins every single time and a big punt return and the Bearcats score quickly to go up two scores. PA team, uh, PA team unit is out there for the Bearcats. Long snapper, Evan Bruski, the man who just kicked or brought that touchdown in and the PAT is good from Brett Mueller to make it 14-0. Obli leading the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers on the WLW Sports Network. Just like that, it's 14-0. I'll be leading the Lakers. Lakers with a quick three-and-out punt. And then Evan Peruski returns at 53 yards in for the score. Returns the punt for six points, and Brett Mueller kicks in the seventh. It's now 14-0. I'll be leading the Lakers, and the Lakers back out, starting at their own 20-yard line. Yeah, this is absolutely not the way the road team, the Lakers, wanted this game to start. Uh, certainly, they, they made ugly work on that first series. Quite a few plays and, and didn't really give up a huge chunk play until Peruski beat him on that quarterback keeper on third down. But um, to go three and out, have no success in the running game, you get zero yards after three plays. Uh, they're going to have to do something to mix this up a little bit. And I expect some movement on the line and try to get outside this this defensive ugly. Jay Sears gets the snap out of the shotgun. He moves forward out to about the 21, maybe the 22-yard line before the scrum is ended. Tackle made by Cannon Bruski. That's at least his third tackle tonight. He has one tackle for a loss already. Gain of two, second down and eight coming for the Lakers, trailing 14-0 from their own 22-yard line. Yeah, he holds down that middle linebacker position, which explains exactly what's happening. You're seeing direct snap. Uh, you've got Sears and Neaton in the backfield. 
a little bit of motion by the ends to one side or the other, and then the ball is snapped, and they've attacked between the tackles, right behind the center, and that is where Candon Bruski is cleaning up after the, the offensive tackle is picked up. He's flying into the backfield and picking him up at the line of scrimmage. Jay Sears calls his own number, rolling to the far sideline, and throws this one as a little miscommunication there as Colton Selaski stopped at the 21-yard line. He threw it over his head. Incomplete, stops the clock with 3.49 left in the first quarter. Still 14-0, I'll be leading Lakers. Lakers facing their second third down tonight at their own 22-yard line. And that's part of what this offense is made to do is that run option, a little bit of a triple option there. You see the fake handoff, the potential to pass, the quarterback rolls to the outside, to the far side of your radio, looking for somebody to throw it down the field to. The deep man was taken. He had the dump-off guy, which is Colton Tulaski, but he held on to it too long. I think if he throws it right away, he can catch him, and that allows Tulaski to turn up the field, but he waited till the last minute and then just throws it away. So it's an incomplete pass, and that brings up third down and long again for the Lakers. Thank you and welcome to all of our listeners listening via the app at WLWSports.com. Listening all the way from Indian River, Michigan. It's a screen set up and it's brought in by Owen Eichler inside the 25-yard line. He gets out to about the 27-yard line before. Who else but Cannon Bruski tracks him down from behind, short of the first down marker by four yards. It's a pickup of five on the play on the catch and fourth down. A short four to go for the green and white. It was a great play call there by Coach Lavasser and company. You see that defensive line completely get into the backfield, and that's what you want. You want those D linemen to be lured into the backfield where you can dump it over their head right into Owen Eichler's hand just the way you draw it up. But this defense recovers so quickly, swarms to the football, led by Candon Peruski at middle linebacker, and that's not enough to get a first down. It's going to bring down fourth down and four. And we have a false start as they were trying to go for the hard count, and it was so hard <laughs> that Lakers jumped themselves. They had two receivers to the right and one to the left, and it was one of the slot receivers who jumped and fell forward. Looks like Owen Eichler is going to be the guilty culprit. Pushes him back five yards instead of a fourth and less than four. It's going to be fourth and almost nine from the 21-yard line deep in their own territory. Now the punt team comes out. And it's always uh, an interesting play call. They're young kids, right? So let's let's get up there and hard count and see if we can't get the defense to jump a little bit, get a free five yards and a much-needed first down. But it doesn't quite work. And now the punt will angle out of bounds this time. Had a much, much better decision by the punter this time. And it comes to rest at the 45-yard line. Jace Sears, quarterback, also the punter, also the kicker, and he might drive the bus as well. 2.45 left in the first quarter. It is ugly leading 14-0 as Lakers starts out this game with two quick three and outs. No doubt about it. Again, a much better punt there. You cannot kick it in space to their best athlete. Uh, keep in mind, Evan Peruski's bottled up all game long, handing the ball off to all these running backs. When he gets an opportunity, he's going to make the most of it, and he made him hurt on that last punt return. But now 14 to nothing. We're still in the first quarter, and Ubley has the football for the third time at their own 45-yard line. This is must the defense for the Lakers must step up and get off the field without getting off points, or this game is going to get out of control in a hurry. First and 10 from their own 45-yard line. A 55-yard fielder in front of them. Evan Bruski with a wing tee to his left calls his own number. He's around the end, left end across midfield and runs out of bounds. Ginger just like another day in the park. Down to the 49-yard line of Lakers for a calm six-yard gain for the senior play caller. Second down, four to go. Yeah, that is coached. That is... Uh, one thing the Ubley Bearcats will try to avoid with everything they have. They're going to put the ball in guys like Evan Peruski's hands like that. Uh, they are ensuring when he gets to the sideline, go out of bounds. We don't need you to run anybody over to get eight yards. Just get, get six, get back under the huddle. We'll get it on the next down. That is coached all week long with these guys. Protect yourself, get out there for the next play, and do it again. 
Second down, four to go for the Laker 49-yard line. Straight T behind Evan Bruski, who's under center. 2.38 left in the first quarter. 14-0 Ubley, and it's a handoff to Seth Maurer, who has the first down and is finally brought down at the 41-yard line by Jay Sears out of the secondary for the Lakers. It's an eight-yard pickup when they needed four. Move the chains. And it's just easy going for Ubley. It's just, it's unbelievable. doesn't matter the size of any of those offensive linemen. They understand how to chip, how to stay low, how to knock the guy in front of them out of position, even if it's ever so slightly, and that's all it takes. And the running back is by that defensive line, and they're in the secondary wreaking havoc against those linebackers and, run, and defensive backs. First and 10 from the 41 of Lakers. Left to right across your radio for the next two minutes and five seconds here in the first quarter. Wing T, or straight T, excuse me, working off left hash, and it's a handoff to Seth Maurer. Out for the running and runs out of bounds just shy of the 30-yard line, about the 32, maybe the 33-yard line. Short of the first down marker, but that was just first down. Now second down, two to go for the LB Bearcats, who are, as always, getting yardage in chunks. Exactly. That, that, that T offense is looking for three yards. Anything over that is plus, and you're, as a defender, you're in trouble. They've been getting seven and eight yards on most of their first down carries. Again, winning at the line of scrimmage, and these running backs just do the rest, especially Candon Peruski. He's run people over early in this game already. And, again, this is, this is their game. You have to take them out of their rhythm, and right now all the rhythm and momentum is wearing black jerseys tonight. Working off the left hash, working to the far right side of your radio. Evan Peruski under center, calls his own number, and he's tripped up in the backfield for a loss of four on the play. And Luke Good, the middle linebacker, will be credited for the tackle. As he found himself in the backfield, they're going to mark him down right at the 35-yard line for a three-yard loss. Evan Peruski gets up a little gingerly, looks like he has a bit of a tight back there. That interesting play there as you see all the running backs go right in front, fake to all of them, and then Peruski keeps it behind all of them. And, and good, Luke Good slides in the backfield. Uh, he thought it was a handoff to Vollmering, and he hits Vollmering but bounces right off of him, right into the lap of Evan Peruski. Great play by him by linebacker to get into the backfield and blow that play up before it even started. And, uh, again, only the second negative play for Ubley, but we haven't seen too many of those the last few years. Third and four and a half to go for the Bearcats since they hand off to Seth Maurer. He breaks out of his first tackle, gets across the 35, and is finally dropped at the 34-yard line by Luke Good, his second tackle in a row. Short of the first down marker by about three and a half yards from the 34. They need to get down to just the other side of the 31. Fourth and three and a half to go. That's excellent defense by Lakers. It cleaned it up a little bit. Seth Maurer has hurt him big time in this game. He's got six carries, 40 yards already, averaging six and a half yards a carry. And he only gets one, maybe two there. So now it's fourth down, like you said, Clark, a long three. This is go time for the Lakers defense. If you want to make a chance to hang in this game and make a comeback, it starts right here and getting your defense off the field. Fourth down, three yards to go for the Bearcats, working off their left hash. Left or right across your radio. Evan Bruski and the quarterback keeper trying to field, and there's white jerseys all over, and he gets stopped at the original line of scrimmage. Big man 74 for the Lakers. James McCardle, the nose tackle, 6'3", 245-pound senior, brings him down for no gain in the play, and it's a turnover and downs with the green and white. Lakers back on the field, trailing 14-0. And that play was on the left hash. I like the play call. I would like to see them run it to this side of the field, to where they have the entire side of this field to work. They run it to the short side of the field, and you could see Peruski looking for yardage, but that sideline is staring him down. So maybe a misjudgment there by the offense, but I would like to see them run that play over here, give him extra space to move, make somebody miss. But nonetheless, 
Lakers answers the call, a much-needed defensive stop. Now the offense looking for a little momentum here before the quarter's over. From their own 34-yard line, right to left across the radio with 25 seconds left here in the first quarter. They trail up leave 14-0 with a little momentum on their side. Jay Sears with a direct snap out of the shotgun and tries to get forward, and he's stopped in the original line of scrimmage, leading the charge. Aiden Kohler, defensive tackle, six foot, 195-pound junior for the Ebley Bearcats. No gain in play, second down and 10 from their own 34, and that will be the end of the first quarter with the Bearcats leading 14-0. But the Laker defense stopping Ebley on a fourth and a little bit to go to get their offense back onto the field. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. After 12 minutes of play, it is Ebley 14, Lakers nothing on the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Doug Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banking, Kendall Anthos with your call tonight as the Bearcats lead after one quarter, 14-0 over the Lakers. Lakers back in offense after stopping Ubley on fourth down. It's a pitch out to the left side to Caleb Neaton, and the black jerseys swarm to him there for a loss of a yard back at the 33-yard line, but there's a flag flying from the near sideline judge. This could be a hold well away from the play. We'll have to wait and see as Eric Schweitzer, and it's going to be a hold against the Lakers. So negates that play and is going to push them back 10 yards from the original spot of the down. Yeah, that, that one hurts because, as you said, the key to there was the opposite side of the play. As far away from the play as you can get, that's 51. Zach McArdle is going to be the guilty party, the tackle on this side. Uh, the play goes to the left. He's on the right side uh, holding one of those big D linemen. And, uh, again, away from the play, those hurt the most. But holding Mitchell foot there, trying to keep him out of the play, not going to get away with that when you're on the end and everybody can see you. Second down, 20 to go for the Lakers at their own 24-yard line. First down marker as the 44-yard line. And now we have whistles, and this is going to be a false start. Disco night early here against the Lakers. And this is going to push them back five yards. So now the line of scrimmage is at the 19-yard line. The first down marker just on the other side of Munford Road. Caleb Neaton's going to be the guilty part. That's the running back getting a little antsy there in the back for a little shuffling of the feet. Uh, going to cost him another five yards. So, again, to figure out what that road is, it's 25 yards to the first down for Lakers. Second down and long to go. Not Again, not where you want to be. You're just helping out that Laker offense. It's a hand up. That's going to be quarterback keeper for Jace Sears. And he's stopped in the backfield at the 18, maybe the 19-yard line, the original line of scrimmage. Leading the way for the Bearcat defense. Well, Austin Gentner, defensive end, 6'2", 195-pound senior on the stop for a loss of a half a yard. Third down and a ways to go. Just a tough series of events there. You go back-to-back penalties, and then on that play, you see Jay Sears take the snap, hold the handoff for Caleb Neaton, and Caleb Neaton's going for a pitch. There's nobody there. It's completely a broken play. Sears realizes that Neaton's not coming for the read action and just pushes the pile ahead to get anything just to get back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, again, a broken play, and now the Lakers going to come out with five wide receivers on third down and 25. Three to the right. Two to the left, and Jay Sears rolls to his right, scrambling for his life. He's going to keep this one for himself. He's crossed the 20 and gets hit hard at the 25-yard line and falls forward to the 26-yard line. Luke Vollmering and Cannon Bruski on that hard hit for the Bearcat defense. 
Jay Sears running for his life from the 18 all the way out to the 26-yard line. A nice eight-yard pickup for the quarterback, but now this sets up a fourth down in comparison manageable, but still 19 yards short of the first down mark. And Luke Vollmering chasing him down. That's Candon Peruski that absolutely lays that big hit on the quarterback run there, and it just helps make the punt a little bit shorter. Snap goes over the head of Jay Sears, but he's able to still get the punt away, and we have the ball bounces at the ugly 48 and comes to rest and brought in by Caleb Neaton at the 43-yard line. Gonna mark him down to the 42. So first and 10 for the LB offense back on the field. Still leading Lakers 14-0. Lakers on their third drive of the night. Has to punt things away. A very small break there for Lakers because yeah. that punt goes over his head. You think it's disaster, but Sears is able to corral that football and eventually put it away. But there has to be an ineligible receiver down or player downfield. They get they do not blow that. But again, excellent field position by the Bearcats. Right now, this game is in the hands of that Bearcat defense, and they have been outstanding so far in this game. And we have a timeout called by the Ubley Bearcats with 10 minutes and 19 seconds left in the second quarter. Ubley 14, Lakers nothing. Other area scores and eight-player football. Kingston leads Oakland Christian at the end of the first quarter, 20-0. Bad Axe leading Reese in the second quarter, 6-0. And the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach leading Cass City in Harbor Beach, 6-0 as well. So not too many surprises there across the board. That Harbor Beach-Cass City game, probably the most intriguing game outside of the one we're seeing here tonight. Oh, it sure is because... Uh safe to say that Cass City and Lakers are probably the teams to beat in the West, and Ubley's the hands-down favorite, but maybe if anybody could could give them a run, it could be Harbor Beach, but uh, I don't think there's anybody close in the area to this Bearcat team okay. right now, so it's kind of a battle for second, but that should be two fairly evenly matched teams between Harbor Beach and Cass City. So, Ubley Jowling their first time out. Eric Sweeney must not be pleased with his per team's performance here so far, leading 14 nothing. And uh, they did fail on a fourth down conversion. And but holding Lakers <laughs> offense, he true. <laughs> holding Lakers offense to three three nows to start this game. Nine plays of offense on three drives each. No first downs yet for the green and white. Probably starting their own 42 yard line, right to left cross your radio now in the second quarter. 10-19 before the half is over. Leading by two scores. And Evan Bruski, after their first time out of the first half, runs to the line. Behind his center, Caleb Ratcliffe, six-foot senior. Three-man backfield behind him. Settles under center. There's the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to their fullback, Cannon Bruski, and he dives forward out to about the 46-yard line before he's stopped by Carson McCain, defensive tackle, 5'11", 155-pound junior for the green and white. A gain of four on the play from the 42 out to the 46. Second down and six. And Cannon Bruski attacking the middle of that defense. Has to fight for yardage. Lakers still have done a better job on that run, but it's Cannon Bruski himself dragging defenders, still finding a way to get that three and four yards, putting them in their wheelhouse for second down. Second down, six to go from their own 46. Straight tee behind Bruski. That's Luke Vollmering. Seth Maurer in Cannon Bruski, and this one's a handoff to Seth Maurer, and he gets out for two hard-fought yards before Luke Good says no further than this, and that is at the 48-yard line. Gain of two yards on that. Third down manageable, third down and four for the Bearcats at their own 48-yard line. Yeah, Good and McCain play a very, very important role as the middle linebacker, outside linebacker for this Laker defense. They have to fill those gaps and try to figure out which one of those running backs has the football. All at the same time, they have to collapse on Peruski in case they call his number up the middle. And we have a flag, and it's going to be an 
offsides and lined up in the neutral zone for the green and white. It'd be Bryson Finkbeiner, sophomore. And it feels like that's a little bit preemptive as the snap hadn't even occurred yet, but this is going to result in a new set of downs. It was a third and four. Move them forward five yards into Laker territory and resets the downs first and ten. Yeah, those are things you just cannot do. And to your point, as soon as he put his hand down, that his hand was equal or past that football on the line of scrimmage, and uh, they don't give him any chance to reset. That, that's a quick five-yard penalty. Like I said, maybe a little quick, but nonetheless, cost him five, and those are self-inflicted wounds. That's going to help the Bearcats again. And it's a quarterback keeper in the backfield. They're rolling back play action to pass, and this one's thrown out of bounds. Pass was intended for Luke Vomering, but he was well out of bounds and well protected and covered by the Lakers' secondary. Incomplete. Stops the clock with eight minutes and 41 seconds left in the second quarter. 14-0 Ubley. Second down and 10 from the Laker, 47. It seems like a good time to call play action pass on first down, but Lakers' defense does an excellent job recovering. Both receivers down the field had tight coverage, and when Peruski rolled out of the pocket, he was under pressure, and as a smart veteran quarterback does, when he has nothing, he throws it away safely and gets his offense back on the field, second down and 10. Wing T to the left, working off the left hash. The Seth Maurer would be the wing back to the left. It's a handoff to Cannon Peruski, and he's met in the backfield, and gives me a loss of two on the play, and lean the charge Lakers number 18, Garson McKinney, the defensive tackle junior for the green and white, and stops Ubley in their tracks and pushes them back two yards to the 49-yard line. Third down and 12 upcoming for the orange and black. Can't ask for anything better. McKean fills that gap. Lakers. Absolutely, and, and you see them overload that left side, take one of the backs out of the backfield, put them over top the end. It's They said that T to the left tend to want to work off of those guys. They run right at those blockers, and there's not enough. Lakers is able to overcome that extra guy over there and blow that play up in the backfield. Third down and a long 12 as they're on the Laker 49-yard line. I'll be back to the straight tee. Evan Bruce Center center looks to his sideline for the call. Now surveying the defense. 750. Left in the first half, 14-0, ugly leading Lakers, and Evan Brisky puts it on his hip, looking down pass, play action downfield, and this was intended for number 20. Ryan Lehrman had to elevate for it, but good coverage there from Colton Talaski, the junior outside linebacker and cornerback, and this one falls incomplete, and now ugly facing a fourth down in 12 from Lakers' 49-yard line. Yeah, the, uh, the home team would love a pass interference call, but you're not going to get no. it. Uh, that, that defensive back has every right to that football, too, and he may put a hand on him, but he did not interfere with the pass. That was good coverage and just a better play on the ball by the defensive back, and that's going to lead to something we don't see very often here, uh, and that's the punting formation for the Ubley Bearcats. So Brett Mueller comes out, ready to punt this thing away. Probably the first punt we've seen for Ubley in about four score in seven years. Brett Mueller's kick. And punt is away and <laughs> punts this one down inside the four-yard line, the three-yard line. Jay Sears brings it in. He's crossed the 15, breaks it at one tackle, and lowers his shoulder over top of Colin Ozentowski and gets out to be about the 23-yard line before he's stopped. They're going to mark him down at the 21. First and 10 for the Lakers. Hey, we've seen Lakers and Ubley trade punches here in the second quarter. Uh, don't count these Lakers out yet. They've come up with a couple big stops. Now just got to find any, so, or any sort of positivity here on the offensive side. Got to find a way to get going. You have 15 total yards in this first half. This drive is a big one for Lakers. First and 10 for the Lakers. Left right across the radio from their own 21-yard line. Trailing by two scores, 14-0 to their hosts, the Ugly Bearcats. Receiver wide to the right, Colton Tulaski. 
Two wing backs to the left. Yes, you could call one a tight end and a slot receiver to the left. Jay Sears, Caleb Neaton in the backfield. Now man in motion. Number 12, Lucas Weiner. It's a quarterback keeper out of the middle. Direct snap to Sears. He's out to about the 22-yard line before Ubley's front line and Aiden Kohler scoops him up and brings him down for just a one-yard gain. Second down, nine to go for the green and white. Yeah, that, that end position, you see Wayner move in motion from left to right, and then when the ball is snapped, he goes back to the left to try to seal off the end. Then it's Neaton's job to pick up the linebacker, and Sears follows through to try to find any gap. There is nothing there. There isn't too many defenses that swarm to the football better than the Bearcats. That's all they do is clog up all those running lanes. Sears can do nothing but jump back and forth and fall ahead for two yards at most. Three wide to the left. And Chase Sears rolling to his left to throw, and it's caught, brought in by Owen Eichler, short of the first down marker, but good progress there. And scooped up by Evan Bruski on defense, the starting safety for the LB defense. He's going to mark him down to the 28-yard line. They need to get to the 32-yard line. Third down, four to go for the green and white. Good, good rotational defense there by the Bearcats. That, that's that's Austin. Excuse me, that's Vollmering, Luke Vollmering's guy. And when he sees the quarterback keep it, he comes up to bring pressure. And then the deep safety is Peruski. He slides up to make the coverage. So it's a good throw to get there. But by Peruski rotating over when he's supposed to, he makes that tackle before any extra gain is made on the play. Lakers looking to the sideline, facing a third and four. In their own territory, at their own 28-yard line, and get to the 32, and it's going to be rolling to his right. Jay Sears looking past, now he's going to keep it for himself. He's at 32, has the first down, move the chains, and across the 35, and finally brought down by Luke Vollmering at the 36-yard line. An eight-yard pickup when they needed four, move the chains for the first time tonight for the green and white. And that's where Sears is at his best, and I think this this team is going to settle into a little bit more of a spread offense here the rest of the way. They, they let him run read option with Neaton. Neaton does not take the football. It's in Sears' hands. It's a, it's a design passing play, but he sees an opening to his right, our side of the field, the near side of your radio, and he rolls that way. There's nobody there, and that defensive player has to decide, do I stay on my receiver or do I come pick up the quarterback? Either way, he, Sears beats him around the left side, or right side for a first down. If Lakers can put a drive together here and get, find the end zone, this game certainly looks a lot different at a one-possession ball game. Jay Sears gets the snap, rolling to his left, looking to throw downfield. Throws to the far sideline, brought in by Carson McCain, but he caught that on his knees, so he couldn't go any further. He's out to the 42-yard line before he's down. That's a gain of a six on the play. Second down in manageable. Second down, actually gain of five, according to the spot. Second down, five to go from the 42. A soft pass defense. They're just not letting anybody get behind him, so it's an easy throw and catch. You see the curl route, get six or seven yards, turn around, show your number to your quarterback. The defensive backs continues to float deeper, leaving a wide open receiver and a little better throw there might have been some room to turn it upfield and run a little more from the 41 is a direct snap to Caleb Meaton he tries to push forward and there's nothing there at all we're going to say forward progress had him at the 41 yard line which is pretty darn close to the original line of scrimmage tackle made by number 21 Cannon Bruski the ugly defense third down five to go for the green and white yeah, that running play goes absolutely nowhere. Cannon Peruski and company blows up the middle of that offensive line in the backfield as soon as the handoff was made, and there's nowhere to go for Neaton. goes down, and that's a loss of one on the play. Four minutes, 15 seconds to go in the first half. Ubley 14, Lakers nothing. Lakers on offense facing a third and five. Jay Sears rolling to his right, looking to throw downfield, and it's brought in at the Ubley 46-yard line. Do they say it is brought in? 
Yes, completed pass and another new set of downs, a conversion on third down, brought in by Owen Eichler, moves the chains for the green and white into Ubley territory for the first time tonight. And Lakers have found a soft spot here. They got the Bearcats spread out. There's there's guys pointing in every direction. There's open receivers down the field, and Sears is finding them here on this drive. Continue to see the Lakers spread it out, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Neaton keeps Sears company in the backfield. Let him scramble around and find an open receiver. Three to the left, one to the right, working out the right hash. Now they look to the sideline for potentially an audible. 3.42 left here in the second quarter. Ubley 14, Lakers nothing, but Lakers starting to put together a drive. They are ahead two first downs tonight, all on this drive alone. Caleb Neaton gets the handoff. He's across the 40 and tackled forward all the way down to the 35-yard line for an 11-yard pickup. Tackle made by Cannon Baruski, the linebacker for the LB defense. Move the chains once again for the Lakers, the third time this drive in tonight. And that's where a lot of this read action helps keep the Bearcat defense on their heels. You spread out all those wide receivers. You spread out those linebackers and defensive backs. Then you show that running back the football. Take it back. Let Sears make decisions. On that play, Sears makes the decision. He sees nobody around the right end, and he lets Neaton take it for one of their best running plays of the day. Two to the left. Actually, three to the left, and it's one to the right. It's a handoff to Caleb Neaton. A big hit right at the original line of scrimmage by Landon Baruski. Out to the 32-yard line after a two-yard gain for Caleb Neaton. They hit each other on the helmets. Same. Nice run, nice tackle. Absolutely. And that's exactly what you see. The same play, Cannon Peruski this time finds that opening. Doesn't fall for the read. Covers where the running back is supposed to go and absolutely hits him after a short game. 2.45 and counting here in the first half. Lakers marching deeper into Ubley territory. They trail Ubley 14-0. Lakers in their road white uniforms, green numbers. Lakers across their chest in green, green helmets. With the wheeled L on one side, numbers on the left. Yeah, the first, the first quarter for Lakers couldn't have gone any worse. This second quarter is falling right into their laps. They can continue to milk this clock, put points up before the half. This is going to be a ball game in the second half. Colton Pulaski rolls to his left, and Jace Sears rolls to his left as well after the snap, and his pass was intended for Carson McCain. The big hit as soon as the pass was made and falls incomplete as Evan Peruski in on the coverage. It hits him hard in perfect timing and falls incomplete. Third down, eight to go. That's right, Evan Peruski from over the top. Luke Vollmering underneath had pretty good coverage. Couldn't get enough on the throw as he's rolling to his left as a right-handed quarterback. It is tough to get enough on that football to get him the ball. And uh, it's fair to say Carson McCain heard footsteps because when that ball got near him, he was getting hit by a couple different directions. That ball sails incomplete for Lakers. Three to the left, one to the right. Shotgun for Jace Sears. Caleb Neaton off his right hip. Rolling to his right now as Black Jersey's in front of him. He's going to throw this one at the feet of Caleb Neaton. Falls incomplete. On a third and eight, and now it's going to be a fourth down and eight from the ugly 32-yard line. Lakers more likely going to go for this one. Design screen pass there, but the, the ugly Bearcats not fooled this time as Aiden Kohler gets in the backfield to rush that throw, and the other defensive backs stay with their tackle, slide over in front of that running back, nowhere to go. Only thing Sears can do is throw it into the turf and try again on fourth down. Ubley Bearcats lead 14 to nothing with 2.11 to go in the first half. Again, fourth down and eight into Ubley territory as Lakers looking for that call from their sideline. On a fourth and eight from the Ubley 32, this is their 11th play of this drive, which started at their own 21-yard line. They're now at the Ubley 32. They need to get to the 24. Jay Sears rolls to his left to pass, and this one is a little underthrown. It falls incomplete at the 24-yard line. Heads up play there by the secondary pass was intended for Carson McCain. Falls incomplete and a turnover on downs for the Lakers. 
And their drive comes up empty-handed, but moves the ball well with 2.06 left in the first half. Ugly 14, Lakers nothing. Yeah, roll out to the left, so that quarterback is going to have to try to get as much on as he can, throwing across his body. And you see 18 McCain go right down the field, plant his foot at the first down marker, and turn around. That ball has to come out quicker. The throw come out late, and that allowed the secondary, led by Evan Peruski and company, to get over there and create havoc as that ball was getting there, and it falls incomplete. But there, there was an open chance for that first down. If the ball comes out quicker, it doesn't, and the ugly defense stands tall. And now with a couple timeouts in the chamber and 2.06, the ugly Bearcat offense comes onto the field with a chance, with a two-score lead already. Wing T to the left, Evan Bruski hands it off to Cannon Bruski. He's out for the running and has to take two white jerseys to bring him down all the way out to the 43-yard line. Tackle made by Carson McCain as well as Jay Sears. And move the chains after a 12-yard gain. And now Ubley going no huddle. They're already at the line of scrimmage. Love the hurry-up offense here for the Bearcats. They get a first down. It gives them a chance to get set, and as the clock starts, they can snap the ball, and it's the same play. Cannon Bruski with the last carry, and Cannon Bruski with this carry as well from the 44 out to the 47-yard line for a pickup of three. Minute 45 left here in the second quarter. 14-0, ugly leading Lakers. Yeah, very real chance that they just uh, called two plays here again so they can kind of keep the momentum going, but you'll see that wing tee to the left as number 30, Seth Maurer, has moved as basically a, a tight end spot overshadowing the end. And a lot of the running plays have been going in that direction. Wing to the left, and it's another handoff to Cannon Bruski across midfield, and he's stopped by James McArdle off that front line. Going to mark him down at the Laker 49-yard line, third down in three. And gets to the Laker 46-yard line, a mid-13 and counting here in the second. Evan Bruski under center already. There's the snap. And off to his third option. That is Seth Maurer. Spins out of one tackle, and it's going to be a scrum, and he's finally stopped for a gain of a yard out to the Laker 48-yard line. Tackle made by Lucas Wainer out of the secondary. That's a, soft, a freshman safety. And with 52 seconds left, probably does not call timeout. Eric Sweeney gives the call to Evan Bruski, who trots back into the huddle. They need just a yard and a half, but if they get this first down, now you'll start seeing the timeouts fly because they still have uh, a weapon in their chamber known as a field goal kicker, so they're, they're not in too big of a hurry here. They get this first down, they can run a couple plays and get a kick out of this yet. And QB sneak and Evan Bruski looked like he played for Deckerville football there with the, yes. the QB sneak on a two-yard to go, and he got it four when he needed them. Down to the 44-yard line, and now a timeout is called with 29 seconds. Yes, now that's typically a play in Deckerville. That could be called on second down. They don't, even, they don't care at all. But, yes, it looked exactly like that. Quarterback sneak, and you get four. Timeout called by the Bearcats. One timeout remaining for the LB Bearcats as they lead 14-0 over the green and white Lakers. As Lakers, like you said, started this game with three, three and outs, but one of those three and outs resulted in a punt in a kick and a return by Evan Bruski for 53 yards in for the score and made it that second score of the night. Cannon Bruski ran in the first one. So it's now 14-0. We've had no scoring since the 433 mark in the first quarter. It is now 29 seconds left in the second quarter, still 14-0. I know they have zero on the board, but credit to Lakers. They, they have completely changed the momentum, the style of this game, knocked Ubley out of what they like to do best, and they have completely stunned them. They, the first drive, you give that to the home team, all momentum on their side, and they, they go down the field and score. Since then, they haven't put together a drive. A, a broken punt that turns into an Evan Peruski big touchdown, those are your two scores. Other than that, Bearcats have been stuffed on fourth down, and the Lakers offense finally put together their first good drive of the night. 29 seconds remain. Ubley comes out of their huddle. Lakers on the field already. First and 10 for the black and orange, or I should say orange and black. 
at the 43-yard line of Lakers. One timeout remaining. Obli comes out the wing tee to the right. They send Seth Maurer to the wing back behind the tight end on the right side behind Brian Lehrman. One timeout left for Lovely. They got a 44-yard field in front of them facing a first and 10 with Laker 11 men defense in front of him. Evan Bruschi and the quarterback keeper is out for the rings across the forward down to the 35 and dragged out of bounds. No, he's out of that one too. And he trots out a second one and the third one and he's down to the five and finally tackled forward all the way inside down to the three yard line before Zach McArdle for the defensive tackle chases him down from the 44 down to the three for a 41 yard pickup for Evan Bruschi with 19 seconds left. Save that timeout. They're going to try and spike it here to keep that timeout in their back pocket. And there's the spike with 17 seconds left. And now Ubley's offense will reset. Eric Sweeney calls his troops over to the sideline. Uh, the Ubley Bearcats uh, have made this play famous. We haven't seen that since Warren no. used to run that, right? The whole offense goes right. <laughs> he pivots and goes completely the other way, sells the pitch out and the keeper to the right, completely reverses field to the weak side, and then it's a foot race. And there's two different times we thought Evan Peruski was going to go out of bounds, preserve clock. Instead, he cuts back inside both times. Surprised he didn't score, but gets it inside the five. And I love that from the coaching staff. Get in there and spike the ball. Now we, with 17 seconds to go, we can run our offense and still have that timeout in the chamber. And Lakers calls their first timeout of this first half with 17 seconds left, trying to make this still keep this a two-possession game as a second down. Four to go from the four-yard line, second and goal. Lakers had stolen all momentum. They were driving down the yep. field, had a chance to make this a game, run the clock down, potentially put some points on the bar, even if it's three. They were they had that potential that going their way. But the ugly defense makes that stand, and just like that, uh, a lonely little wing T offense hits you big, and now all of a sudden the, what could have been a one-score game is potentially now a three-score game in the other direction, a huge switch of things, and the ugly Bearcats in the driver's seat. 17 seconds left in the second quarter. Ubley with one more timeout in their pocket, facing a second goal to go from the four. Leading Lakers 14-0 on a beautiful night from Ubley, Michigan. Both teams back on the field from the four-yard line. Realistically, Ubley could run about well, three more plays, second down, third down, fourth down with 17 seconds on the clock. Yeah, if they call them all, they certainly can. But I, I think after uh, a spike ball and then a timeout, I got to believe that they got the play they like right here. And uh, my money's on the guy that runs the hardest. Give me Candon Peruski in this situation. Evan Peruski under center, pointing out the defense in front of him. Going for the snap, taking his time. And it's a handoff to Seth Maurer, and he's in. Yeah. Touchdown, Ubley. With 14 seconds left in the first half, Seth Maurer puts the third Bearcat touchdown on the board for the night. The senior halfback rumbles in for the first time tonight as well. It's now 20-0, probably over Lakers with 14 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, now that's a thumb two-minute offense right there, Clark. Keep it on the ground, get it down the field. Uh, after a steal the momentum back from the road team, punch it in and take a three-score lead into the half. 14 seconds remain. The Bearcats get their third touchdown of the night. This time, Seth Maurer punches it in, and Brett Mueller will attempt the point after. Brett Mueller's on the field. The holder, Luke Vollmering. Kick is up, and it is, certainly has the distance. It is good. It is now 21-0. Obley leading Lakers with 14 seconds left in the first half right here on the WLW Sports Network.
21 nothing. Ubley leading the Lakers with 14 seconds remaining in this first half. Ubley marching down the field. They started with 2.06 left in the half. Scored with 14 seconds, covering 68 yards in eight plays. Camped off with a Seth Maurer four-yard rumble set up by a big run from Evan Peruski. Now first and 10 for the Lakers from their own 20-yard line and for a touchback from Brett Mueller. Back to pass, throwing downfield, and this one is going to be out of bounds. Incomplete with eight seconds left. He caught, brought the ball in, but he was out of bounds when he caught it. Pass was intended for Owen Eichler. Ball's incomplete. Second down, 10 to go from their own 20. Yeah, that, that's a deep out route, right? Get to the first down marker and come straight towards the sideline. The quarterback's got to hit you with a chance to catch it and then get out of bounds, get 10 yards, and stop the clock. The play was there, but Sears has got to trust his instincts and unload that pass sooner, give him a chance to catch the ball. As he hits the break at the wide receiver, he slides out of bounds, catches the football, but clearly out of bounds, and that'll be incomplete. Second down for Lakers. Two wide to the left, two wide to the right. Jay Sears in the shotgun, Caleb Neaton to his right, rolling to his right, looking to pass downfield. Goes with a dumper out, and this one is brought in. They're going to say out of bounds again, brought in by Caleb Neaton, but falls incomplete according to the spot. And now with three seconds left, is now a third down and ten still from the 20. And you see uh, the Lakers in that spread offense, one receiver to the left, two to the right. Neaton keeping Sears company in the backfield, and it's... Design rollouts, quarterback bootlegs, uh, where Neaton becomes essentially the dump-off back and potentially the lead blocker if Sears takes off. There is nobody open downfield. He tries to squeeze one in last just to dump it off, but basically a throwaway there for Lakers. Third down and 10, just three seconds to go in the half. From their own 20, three seconds to go. Three to the left, one to the right. That's Colton Zalaski. Splitting the hash marks, left to right across the radio. Jay Sears surveying the defense, Caleb Meaden off his right hip. Stays in the pocket. Now he's going to go run for himself. He's across the 25, across the 30, and it's going to be brought down across the 35, out to the 36 by Kanan Bruski, and that's how the first half will end with the Ubley Bearcats leading 21-0 over the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers after 24 minutes of play. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll hear from the Ubley Marching Band and hear all of our halftime stats and other area games. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. It's Ubley leading Lakers 21 0 after 24 minutes of play. And now we listen in to the Ubley Marching Band with their halftime performance of Abba's Mamma Mia. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Mobley Marching Band at the half as it's 21-0. Ubley leading the Lakers when we return. We'll have all your halftime stats and other area game scores from across the Thumb region. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. As the first time in 13 years I've done that, Dave, but we've been wearing each other's headsets tonight. You knew something felt no, off. It didn't felt, it? If, certainly, I, I, I feel. I think, I think I even sound different. Uh, yeah, same here. I, I feel lower. <laughs> I feel taller at the same time. Yeah, right. That but Dave good. Hansen, we have ourselves a 21 nothing ball game between the Ugly Bearcats leading the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. And how else you tell us how we got to this 21 nothing score? Sure can. It started with the Ubley Bearcats getting first possession and strolling down the field in Ubley fashion, capped off by a Candon Peruski 17-yard touchdown run. The Mueller PAT is good. Ubley Bearcats lead 7-0. After a Laker three and out, they punt a mistake. They kick it right to Evan Peruski down the field, and he takes it all the way to the house 53 yards later, and a Mueller PAT at the end of the first quarter would be Ubley 14, Lakers nothing. And after a back and forth second quarter, a two-minute drive, the big play of the drive, and Evan Peruski keeper gets a big game, a 41-yard carry, gets him inside the five, and then Seth Maurer punches it in with 10 seconds to go in the half. Mueller PAT again is good, and the Ubley Bearcats go into the half with a 21-0 lead over the visiting Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. 21-0 Ubley leading the Lakers. Time possession right down the middle. Ubley with 12 minutes, 27 seconds. Lakers with 11 minutes, 33 seconds. Ubley with eight first downs. Lakers with four first downs. Lakers three of seven on, four, on third down for 43% over one on fourth down. Lakers... Excuse me, Ubley, two for five on third downs, one for two on fourth downs. Uh, Ubley with four drives, Lakers with five, but the last one with just 14 seconds left in the half. Rushing the ball, Ubley with 156 yards on 25 carries, averaging 6.2 yards per carry. Lakers with 47 yards on 13 carries, averaging 3.6 yards per carry. Passing the ball, Ubley, three attempts, zero completions. Lakers, four completions on 10 attempts for 29 total yards. Total offense, Lakers with 76 yards. Ubley with 156 yards on 28 plays versus Lakers 23 plays. Leading the way for the Ubley rushing attack, Evan Bruski quarterback, seven carries, 61 yards, including that 41-yard run right before the half is over. He's carried the ball 28% of the time for the Bearcats. Seth Maurer, nine carries, 45 yards. And one of the scores, Cannon Bruski, six carries, 44 yards. And the other score, and Luke Vollmering, three carries for seven yards out rushing the ball. The other touchdown coming on special teams from Evan Bruski, who has 81 total yards on two returns with one touchdown. 53 yards was the forced score on special teams for Ubley. Lakers rushing attack, Jay Sears, quarterback, eight carries for 35 yards. Caleb Neaton, five carries for 12 yards. Through the air, Jay Sears, four for 10 for 29 yards. Owen Eichler has brought in three receptions for 24 yards. 
Carson McCain, the other reception for five yards on the night. Yeah, I think the biggest stat for me is uh, uh, the Lakers' last real drive. Uh, they accumulated 47 yards before they had to turn over on downs. 47 yards of their 76 in the first half came on the last drive. So a little hope for them. They put together a good drive, thought maybe they could punch it in with very little time on the clock. They could turn this into a 14-6 or a 14-8 game going into the half. Uh, instead, the wheels fall off. Probably takes over, goes the length of the field in two minutes with just two timeouts in their pocket, entirely running the ball on the ground, and punch it in with still some time on the clock to take a three-score lead. So to me, it's been the ugly Bearcat defense dominating all game. Started to show some signs of weakness with that spread offense Lakers kind of brought out later in the second quarter. I think you're going to see a lot more of that by Lakers because they were able to spread out the Bearcats and had some options moving the football down the field. On the defensive side of things, Ubley with 16 tackles, 3 tackles for a loss. Lakers with 20 tackles and 2 tackles for a loss. Kinnon Peruski leads the Bearcat defense, no surprise here, with 9 tackles, including 2 for a loss there. Luke Vollmering with 2, as is Aiden Kohler. Jay Sears with 5 tackles for Lakers defense. Luke Good, 4 tackles and a tackle for a loss. Lucas Weiner also 4 tackles. Carson McCain also at 4, including 1 for a loss. James McCardle at 2, and Zach McCardle at 1. Other area scores across the re will start in A-player football. Deckerville played last night uh, against KPAC, and that was, what, 56-0, or 56-6 was the final there. Kingston leading Oakland Christian in the second quarter, 36-6. Bay City All Saints over North Huron at halftime, 30-0. In 11-player football, Badax leading Reese in the second quarter, 14-0. And at the half, Cass City punches it in for a two-point lead over Hyper Beach. 8-6, Cass City leads Hyper Beach at the half. Both scores on a one-yard quarterback keeper from each team. Carter Patrick from one yard out. Caden Buchholz from one yard out. The scores for Kansas City and Harbor Beach. The difference, a two-point conversion in favor of the Red Hawks. Puts them up by two points in Harbor Beach, 8-6. to six. Yeah, that, that game's going to be a good one. We said it would be uh, two teams kind of trying to identify themselves. Uh, both are considered probably the second-best team in their respected conferences. Um, I think Cass City has uh, a, a better chance of beating Lakers than Hard Beach does of upsetting the ugly Bearcats, but uh, that's kind of where they sit, trying to establish themselves, get themselves uh, into a good playoff position with a chance to win their conference. This will tell us a lot about how the East and West will shake up. That game tells us a whole lot about who's going to push our top teams in their conference. Well, I'm not sure how this happened, but Kingston now leads 40-6 to six at half. They increased their score by four points since our last check-in. So, a story somewhere there, I'm sure. Uh, all you need to know there is uh, Owen Corliss is a stud, and he is worth the entry fee. you got to go see that guy play. <laughs> he is all over the field all the time, and that team runs through him offensively, and he is fun to watch. And as a result, the Kingston Cardinals are quite the team to face in eight-player football. It's time for a short break. We're about five minutes away from kicking off the second half action with a three-possession game in front of us with Ubley leading Lakers 21-0 after 24 minutes of play. Right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Ubley 21, Lakers nothing. Lakers will start out on offense. And we are on to the second half with Ubley leading Lakers 21-0 after halftime. Now on to the third quarter. Brett Mueller ready to kick things off for the Orange and Black 
on the banks of the Cass River. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthos are called tonight from Herp Field in Ubley, Michigan. Ubley, 21. Lakers, nothing after two quarters play. Dave, what do you expect to see here in the second half? Uh, for Ubley, it's more of the same, right? They're going to continue to ground and pound, mix it up. Um, like I said, the, their backs range from six to seven to nine carries on the day. Continue to mix it up and try to milk as much clock, keep the football out of Lakers' offense's hands. On the other side, I fully expect the Lakers' offense to continue to spread it out and try to create a little uh, madness there in the in the secondary of Ubley and hope to confuse them and continue to let Sears run around and make plays. Well, if any Ubley fans are curious, another touchback for Brett Mueller to start the second half. Bounces about six, seven yards into the end zone. And for a touchback, so Lakers will start out at their own 20-yard line as they have all night long here so far. Only six or seven yards. He missed it a little bit. I know. Yeah. Having an off night for the senior kicker. First and ten, Lakers from the left to right across the radio from their own 20-yard line or center receiver wide each way. And Owen Eichler, tight end to the right. Colton Talaski wide right. Wide left would be number 18, Carson McCain. Caleb Neaton and Jay Sears in the backfield in the shotgun. Jay Sears away in the snap. Now man in motion to the near sideline. Jay Sears calls his own number, looks to find a gap, and there's nothing there as the black jerseys of Ubley swarm to the ball and stop him originally at the tracks as Cannon Bruski leading the way and stops him in his tracks for no gain. Second down, 10 to go. Yeah, Luke Vollmering not very far behind. You see 21 and 11 swarm to the football and, and no room to the right. They try to jump back to the left right into the arms of those two uh, defensive backs, make that tackle. Basically at the line of scrimmage, nowhere to go on that running play for Lakers to start the second half. 11 and a half to play in the third quarter. Still 21-0 Ubley over Lakers. The green and white facing the second and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Same formation, receiver wide each way. And Jay Sears, another quarterback keeper, right of the gut. And Ubley gets him about a yard and says that's far enough. Tackle made by Cannon Peruski, the linebacker senior for the Ubley Bearcats. Gain of a yard, third down and nine. Yeah, rule of thumb. Mark him two, third down and eight. Rule of Rule of thumb, if you're not sure, Candon Peruski makes the tackle for yeah, the Ubley Bearcat. You run up the middle, 21 is the guy you've got to block. They haven't been able to do it tonight. 11 tackles already in this game for Peruski in the middle of that defense. And now third down and a long eight for Lakers. You're going to see three receivers to the right, one to the left. Lakers has run 25 plays of offense. Candon Peruski with 11 tackles on those 25. Three to the right, one to the left, splitting the hash marks. Jay Sears loses the ball in the backfield. He has to jump on it as he tried to put it in the hands of Caleb Neaton, maybe pull it back, but it wasn't there when he grabbed it. And has to leap down to the turf to grab it at the 19-yard line for a loss of three in the play. And now fourth down, 12 to go. Yeah, that's the, the key with read option. Communication, comfort with that running back and quarterback. Uh, was indecisive there. You cannot do that. Kalen Neaton had the football, firm grip on it. Jay Sears wanted it back. They fight over it. The ball falls to the turf, and it's uh, basically a loss of a play, a loss of yards on the play, and the punting unit is on for Lakers. Which also happens to be the offense of Jay Sears punting things away. Bounces at the Laker 47 and takes a big Laker bounce all the way inside the ugly 40 and stops right there, and it's downed by Colton Zalaski on specialty. So... Flips the field to Ubley back on offense after a three-and-out punt from the Lakers tonight with 9.59 left in the third quarter, trailing Ubley 21-0. Yeah, you see Sears kick that ball off the side of his foot, angle it up uh, where the numbers are painted on the field, low line drive, don't allow Peruski to catch that thing and run in space, and Peruski's smart enough to know when that football's bouncing around, there's no point in having it take a bad bounce on you. you are, your defense already did their job, and you have 60 yards in front of you to take this lead and extend it by seven more points. Ubley starting from their own 40. 
Right to left cross your radio, straight T. Behind Evan Bruski under center, it's a handoff to Seth Maurer. Lowers the shoulder across the 45 and finally up and into the 47-yard line by Jace Sears. Out of the secondary, the senior cornerback for the defense. And nice seven-yard pickup to start the drive for the LB Bearcats. Second down and three from their own 47. Yep, that's the, that's the bread and butter, right? You see uh, the fake up the middle to Bruski and then Maurer come from right to left right around that left tackle, and uh, with Vollmering out in front of him, leading the way, picking up the linebacker, and it just creates that wall in seven yards on first down. From their own 47, right to left across your radio. It's a handoff to Seth Maurer, has the first down into Laker territory, and finally brought down at the 46-yard line by Lucas Wainer, the freshman safety for the Laker defense. Move the chains from the 47 down to the 46 on the opposite side of the 50. You said it right there. It's the exact same play, and the safety had to make the tackle. That's how you know it was a good run again for the Ugly Bearcats. Same play, about the same amount of yards, and for the exact same way. You see see Luke Vollmering pick up that defensive end, push him out of the play, and then Maurer's able to cut right inside of him off that left tackle and lots of running room, and all of a sudden, they're in Laker territory already. First and 10 from the 46-yard line of Lakers. Evan Bruski. Waiting for the play clock, get under 10 before even settling down. It's a handoff to number 11, Luke Vollmering out for the running, just shy of the first down marker after an eight-yard pickup. And Colton Tulaski tripped him up, the outside linebacker, Junior, and across the 40 down to the 37-yard line before he stopped. Second down, three to go. Same exact play, opposite direction. Just flip the backs. That's Vollmering running the opposite way. This time, you'll see your the other running back uh, pick up the end. Peruski's the fake up the middle. And then uh, Maurer becomes that lead blocker. Same way. The linebacker gets picked up by the running back. Vollmering cuts around the right tackle this time. And it's eight easy yards on first down for the Bearcat offense. Second down two. Evan Bruski under center. 8-18 left here in the third quarter. 21-0. Ubly leading Lakers. And off to Luke Vollmering. Scrambles out of one, uh, one tackle. He's gone. He has to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Luke Vollmering in the Bearcats with 8-0-2 remaining in the third quarter. A 38-yard scramble into the end zone for Luke Vollmering and the Bearcats now makes this a 27-0 ball game in favor of the Bearcats. Four plays on that drive. They ran the exact same play four times. They run it left twice to Seth Maurer. They run it right to Luke Vollmering twice. And the last time, a little shuffle to the left makes a guy miss and turn on the Jets, and he is gone down the middle of the field. It is a 27-0 lead in the third quarter for the Bearcats, and Brett Mueller will attempt the point after. 38-yard scramble for Luke Vollmering into the end zone, and the PAT from Brett Mueller is up, and it is good. It is now 28-0 with 8.02 remaining in the third quarter. Obli over Lakers on the WLW Sports Network. It's 28-0, Ubley leading the Lakers after a four-play, 60-yard drive capped off after a minute 57 with a Luke Vollmering 38-yard rumble into the end zone to make it 28-0 and a Brett Mueller PAT. He's now 4-4 on the night, 7.56 left in the third quarter. Ubley by 28. 
Yeah, more of the same. Albie Bearcats just dominating the line of scrimmage, switching it up. You see two runs to the left by Seth Maurer, two to the right by Luke Vollmering, and he's able to break a tackle, make a guy miss, and explode into the back into the secondary for an easy touchdown run and a four-score lead for the Bearcats. 27-yard return on the kickoff. who came out of the two-yard line out to the 29, which is where Lakers will start this drive. Left or right across your radio. Saying a receiver wide each way. Colton Tulowski wide right, Carson McCain wide left. Jay Sears and Caleb Neaton in the backfield in the shotgun. 7.56 left here in the third quarter. Obli 28, Lakers nothing. Left or right across your radio. Stay in the pocket now, Rollings is right looking to pass. Looking downfield, nothing there. He's going to keep it for himself. Cuts up at the 30, he's uh, across the 35, and finally brought down to the 36-yard line by Ubley's Skyler Smith linebacker. 185-pound, 5'11", junior for the Ubley defense. After all said and done, he started at the 29, and he got brought down at the 36 for a seven-yard pickup. Second down and manageable, second down and three. That's a good play by Sears. That is a designed pass play, but that's where he becomes your best weapon. Let Ubley chase those receivers around the field, and when Sears doesn't like what he sees, he rolls out of the pocket, and what he ends up seeing is an opportunity to angle his way to the sideline and picks up an easy seven and brings up second down and short. Second down, three to go for the Lakers. Receiver wide each way. Stay in the pocket, throwing downfield, and this one is brought in at the 46-yard line in the slant. Slant, and that was in, brought into the hands of Lucas Wainer, the freshman wide receiver. Across the 45 to the 46, move the chains, first and 10 for the Lakers. That, that is a good instinctual throw there by Sears, right? You drop back, you're looking right, you plant your foot. As soon as you plant your foot, you know that your receiver to your left is taking about three steps and a hard slant to the middle of the field. And it's a good route, and the throw is made as soon as he plants that foot to slant. And it's an easy throw and catch, a sliding catch, and a first down for Lakers. Lakers looking to the sideline. At their own 47-yard line, first and 10 for the green and white. Starting to move the ball well again here in the third quarter. Still trailing by four scores, 28-0 to Ubley. Receiver wide each way, and now we have a timeout called by the Lakers as the play clock was getting alarmingly low. With 6.28 left in the third quarter, it's Ubley 28, Lakers nothing on the WLW Sports Network. Six twenty-eight remains in the third quarter. Lakers calls their first time out of the second half. From their own 47-yard line, a first and 10 new set of downs for the green and white. There's the snap. Jay Sears staying in the pocket now, rolling to his right, looking downfield. Now he's going to keep it for himself. Tucks it across midfield, lowers the shoulder, and gets all the way down to the ugly 47-yard line before he is stopped. Seth Maurer going to be credited for that tackle. Nice pickup of... On a broken play there for Jace Sears making play on his own two feet into Ubley territory. Gain of six, second down and four. Yeah, that's, that's Skyler Smith and Seth Maurer there. They both, as linebackers, move over, kind of try to cut him off. And Sears does a good job, kind of gets right in between them uh, with a broken play, scramble by the quarterback. Should have been a three- or four-yard gain, but he's able to split those defenders, dive between them, and get another seven yards on first down. That makes second down pretty manageable with anything in the playbook now available for Lakers. Lakers sending three wide to the right, one to the left. Lone receiver to the left will be Lucas Wainer, the freshman receiver. Working now with the right hash. Sears stays 
at the hash now rolling to his right looking down the field and he's going to keep this once again he's across the 45 and finally brought down at the 42 yard line it's enough to move the chains by a yard and taking the whole offense on his own two feet and on his shoulders and tackle made by Mitchell Foote as well as Skyler Smith for the ugly defense, but not until after the first down marker. I said the Lakers are holding up on that offensive line pretty well. They're, they're buying a lot of time for Sears to scan the entire field and then continue to use his feet. The feet never stop moving, and he constantly is moving around, especially to his right, which gives him that ability to throw the football, which keeps the linebackers back just a step. And when he takes off, he's already got three yards in the chamber, diving ahead for more. Back to pass, and it's going to be a pass that was intended for Carson McCain right behind the line of scrimmage, and it fell right through his hands and luckily hit the turf for the sake of the Laker offense. Ball's incomplete, second down and 10 from the LB42. The screen pass was a good call because the defensive linemen have not gotten into the backfield on any of these pass plays. So you let them go by, they finally think they broke free, and 18's coming across. But unfortunately for them, Austin Gettner got knocked down, and as he got back up, he was right in the middle of the play. So that ball falls harmlessly incomplete. But even if it was caught, Austin Gettner was right there to make the tackle in the backfield. Second down, 10 from the 42 of Ubley. Trips to the right, one to the left, working off that right hash. Jay Sears with Caleb Neaton a step to his right and behind. Probably trying to bring some pressure here and scrolling, just rambling to his left, tries to get up field and runs out of bounds after about a gain of a yard to the 41-yard line. Jay Sears runs across the track, untouched, and now second down, nine, third down, nine to go. With Ubley leading four scores, I, I think for me, I'd like to see them attempt to play a little tighter defense, man up a little bit, Allow Evan Peruski to play that center field deep safety position and read the quarterback, let his instincts take over, and see if you can't tighten up a little bit and then allow these linebackers and mixing up some blitz packages to get Sears out of the pocket and force him to make a decision early. That time, nowhere to go. He rolls to his left, and those linebackers chase him out of the pocket with nowhere to run. They've been getting beat by Sears' legs on pass plays. I think that would be a way they could tighten up a little bit Risk it a little bit, hoping that Peruski can read the quarterback and make a play if the ball's thrown. Jay Sears throwing downfield, and this one is into the hands of Owen Eichler and dropped to the 40-yard line. He had a little bit of room to run, but the step behind him was Luke Vollmering for the ugly defense. Hit him just after the ball where he got there. And falls incomplete, fourth down, 10 to go from the ugly 42-yard line. It's a good throw. Owen Eichler's got to make that catch. You have to haul it in. Yes, you're going to get hit, but then instead of fourth down and 10, you might have fourth down and, say, five, and then you can basically run anything you want. But fourth down and 10, uh, you almost have to go for it. But this is time for Ubley Bearcats to feast. I fully expect them to tighten up, like we said, and bring a little pressure. Do not allow Sears to beat you yet again on a third down play or fourth down play. Back to pass. Jay Sears throwing downfield. Beautiful pass, but this one is overthrown down to the five-yard line. Pass was intended for number 12, Lucas Wainer, and that's going to result in a turnover on downs. And puts Ubley offense back on the field with five minutes and ten seconds left in the third quarter, leading 28-0. And for the Ubley Bearcats, you cannot let that happen. Colin Ozentowski's one-on-one in coverage. He falls for the pump fake. And number 12 is Lucas Wainer. He's got about three steps on him down the sideline. If that is a good throw, that is a catch and a touchdown for Lakers. Instead, it's just a hair overthrown, a break for the secondary of the Ubley Bearcats defense, and they get off the field uh, with a clean slate. With zeros on the board, they lead 28 to nothing as their offense comes on the field with 59 yards to go to pay dirt. Eight plays, results in a turnover and downs, and Ubley back on the field. 
and hands it off to Luke Vomering immediately out for about five, maybe even six yards, marking him down from the 42 out to the 48-yard line for a six-yard pickup. Colton Tulaski credited for the tackle. And I'll be Bearcats, if you think back to that touchdown run, it's three runs in a row, the exact same play. That was the touchdown run that Luke Vollmering scored on. Successful again. Another seven yards on first down. I'll be Bearcats have won in the trenches. They've rediscovered the running game that kind of abandoned them in the second quarter. And uh, now it's only a matter of time before they lure in those linebackers just a little bit more. And Evan Peruski will attempt to beat them around the outside. Four and a half to play in the third quarter. 28-0, Ubley with the lead and the ball. Right to left across your radio. Evan Bruski under center. Play clock under 10. There's the snap. It's a handoff to his third option, Luke Vollmering. Rumbles forward and has the first down on a second and four. And gets out for about six yards. Tackle made by big man 78, Oliver Haley for Lakers. Move the chains into green and white territory. First and 10 from the Laker 46-yard line. His power football is fine. It's Candon Peruski and up front not getting enough credit for opening up those holes for Vollmering and Maurer to just run right through. They get three yards before they're even touched and another first down for the Ubley Bearcats. 28-0, four minutes left here in the third quarter. Ubley starting to march down the field into the Laker defense. 46 and a half yards stand between them and the end zone for the fifth time tonight. T formation. Evan Bruski under center. Working off the right hash. Right to left cross radio. Bad snap and a fumble and off of foot. And Evan Bruski jumps on it back at the 47 yard line. That's that's twice, Clark, and I, I, I got to correct you a little bit. I don't think that snap looked bad from here. I, I think Peruski is just instinctually ahead of things, and he's pulling out before he grabs that football. You have to have both hands on that ball to deliver the handoff, and it drops again straight down, and he covers it up to save this possession. Or is it the dew point of 59 degrees tonight? I, I'm, sure that is, I'm sure that is a factor, yes. Just saying. Second down, 11 for the Bearcats at the... Lager 47 and a half yard line. T formation off the right hash. Good snap. Back to pass. Rolling to his left. Throw downfield. The lefty quarterback wide open for Luke Vomering at the 35. Breaks some ankles and he's still on his feet. Tackled forward out to the 30 yard line. Has the first down in tow. And it takes two white jerseys to bring him down. Current for the tackle. Carson McCain. Actually, that's Lucas Wainer. Slow to get up as well. Move the chains, converts, and it's a first and ten. And, and that's, again, where Ubley is most dangerous. We talked about them luring in those linebackers so Peruski can beat him around the outside. Hey, don't forget the left-hander can throw it too. And Brett Mueller gets behind the secondary. He's open deep down the field. 11 is Luke Vollmering. He's the easier, safer throw. He's wide open for an easy first down completion. And that's a big gain for the Ubley Bearcats on second down and long. Two and a half to play in the third. 28-0. Already four possession lead for the home orange and black of the M19 Valley. Hand off to Seth Maurer and drags Luke Good with him all the way down to the 25-yard line for a four-yard pickup from the 29 down to the 25. Second down, six to go for the orange and black. I said on defense, you want to hit this running game right at the line of scrimmage. And again, Seth Maurer is two, three yards down the field before anybody's able to find him. That's an easy four yards on first down with two minutes to go here in the third quarter. Second down, six to go, two minutes left in the third. 28-0, Ubley over Lakers in week number two of the regular season. Next week, divisional play starts across the Greater Thumb Conference. Final season for the GTC as it stands right now. Evan Bruski and the keeper around the right side. Cuts up field, has the first down, is dragged forward on the tackle down to about the 15-yard line. Brought down by Caleb Neaton, outside linebacker. From the 25-yard line down to the 16-9-yard pickup 
and a new set of downs for the Ubley Bearcats. Uh, Bruski almost splits the defenders. Colton Talaski coming from deep. He cuts in front of him, and if Caleb Neaton doesn't doesn't trip him up from behind, he takes that all the way to the end zone, but another big game for the Ubley Bearcat offense on the ground. That's 240 yards rushing so far in the third quarter. And with that carry, Evan Bruski now has 3,004 yards rushing in his career at four years at the helm of this ugly program. Quite the accomplishment. That's pretty good for a quarterback, yeah. isn't it? In the ugly wing tee. And off to number five this time, Colin Ozentowski getting to the action. Inside the 10, down to about the eight-yard line. Stop made by Mitchell Morosky, linebacker junior for the green and white, with one minute remain in the third quarter. I think the most impressive part about that 3,000 yards rushing in his career is the very few attempts it takes him to get there. That would be the, the number I would like to see, What is how many carries he has to get that 3,000 yards, because it's a lot less than a lot of other running backs have. You can't do that in 285 carries? 285 carries, 3,004 yards. That is impressive. And he's only week two of his senior season. Kendall Anthos claims he can do it. <laughs> Unless it's a baseball. And it's a handoff to number 11. Luke Vollmering gets out, has the first down, is second down and three. Down inside the five, brought down to the four by Carson McCain on the stop. First and goal to go, and another fresh set of downs for the Obi Bearcats. And getting some, uh, some extra running backs in Colin Ozentoski, rotating with Seth Mauer right now, calling in the plays, saving a little bit there on Evan Peruski. But uh, I don't know if they're going to get one off here uh, before the time expires. Ten seconds, and they're coming up to the line of scrimmage. They're going to try and punch this one in before the quarter is over. Five seconds. And doesn't look like they're going. Two seconds, and they're going to walk off the field with a four-possession lead, 28-0. I'll be leading the Lakers after three-quarters of play in week number two of the regular season. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. I'll be 28, Lakers nothing. Other area scores, High Ridge Pirates hanging on to a four-point lead, 12-8 over Cass City sometime in the fourth quarter. Clark Ramsey, Dave Vanson, Doug Gold, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan. 28-0. Ubley knocking on the door for the fifth time tonight. It's first and goal to go from the four-yard line. Evan Bruski under center, three-man backfield in the straight tee behind him. Evan Bruski gets the snap, hands it off to Luke Vollmering, and he's in. Touchdown, Bearcats, as Luke Vollmering grumbles in from four yards out for his second score of the night, with 11.56 remaining in the fourth quarter. It's now 34-0. I'll be leading Lakers with a extra point coming up, coming up from Brett Mueller. Just a solid, classic, ugly Bearcat drive, right? Mixing in the running backs left and right. Uh, didn't even hardly use Peruski uh, on that drive, nor uh, Candon or Evan Peruski for that matter. All Luke Vollmering, all uh, Colin Ozentoski and some reps and a couple Seth Mowers around the edge. They able to punch it in for their fifth score of the evening. Mueller attempting his fifth PAT. There's the snap. The ball is down and it is through the uprights. With quite the consistency, Brett Mueller makes this 35-0 with 11.56 left in the fourth quarter on the WLW Sports Network.
11.56 left in the fourth quarter. It's now 35-0 up the over Lakers. After a nine-play, 58 yards in five minutes and 14 seconds off the clock, capped off with a Luke Vollmering four-yard dive in the end zone. Brett Mueller with a PAT, now five for five. On PADs tonight, makes it 35-0 as Mueller's kick comes in at the two-yard line brought in by Caleb Neaton. He runs to the far sideline across the 15, across the 20, and finally brought down at about the 21-yard line. Brought down on special teams for Ubley by Ryan Lehrman, starting tight end, starting safety senior. First and 10 for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers at their own 22-yard line with 11.49 remaining in regulation. Trailing by 35 points with a running clock. Yeah, just uh, another great kickoff there by Mueller. He lands that thing right on the goal line. It's a couple of them in a row, and uh, they're forced to return that one down the side. And, again, Ubley does a good job of covering it up and forces Lakers with tough field position. 80 yards to go to get their first score. 35-0, Ubley leading the Lakers. 11.49 left in regulation. Lakers back in offense. Lakers has been able to put together some drives, but has come up empty-handed on those. As every time they start to move the ball, Ubley coming up with a fourth quarter or fourth down stop somewhere on the field. Looking at the sideline, trips to the left, one to the right. Caleb Neaton and Jay Sears in the backfield in the shotgun. Looking to head coach Dave Lavasser in his third year at the helm of this program. Has taken the Lakers to the regional championship in both years. And back-to-back division champs in the Greer of the West. Jay Sears back to pass. Uh, screen pass to Caleb Neaton brings that in and it goes down by himself with a 29-yard line shy of the first down marker by about three yards. Pickup of seven, second down and three from their own 29. Yeah, the screen pass uh, works there. He gets the completion, but just nowhere to go as they swarm to the football. And it, did Neaton come up a little bit hobbly there? He's, he's kind of hobbling off. I hope that's n- nothing too major there, but he goes down, lays down does not take any contact, and it's uh, about a six, maybe seven-yard gain on first down. Cassidy has now taken the lead over Harbor Beach, 14-12, with 7.56 left in the fourth quarter. So a tight one in Harbor Beach. 35-0 in Ubley over the Lakers. Lakers going with quads to the right, one to the left. Jay Sears now empty, man set in the backfield as Caleb Neaton goes off to the sideline, hobbling. Now the line. Second down. Two to go, maybe three. Rolling to his right, looking to pass. Now thinking about running. Now he's in trouble. Now he's gonna, he has the first down and tackles forward out to about the 33-yard line by Ubley's Skyler Smith linebacker, Jr., but not until enough to move the chains by a yard. Down to the 34, picked it up by two, and first and 10 for the green and white. I know the Lakers haven't scored, but Jay Sears and his improvisation skills have been pretty good tonight. I mean, just rolling around. I mean, the playbook literally became, we're going to snap you the football. We're going to run receivers down the field. If you can't find one open, make a play with your legs. He's done that tonight. He's got 60 yards on the ground by far. uh, The the biggest playmaker on this offensive side, uh, trying to carry the load. He's going to have to find a couple receivers here along the way as the season goes on to really kind of help him out. But, it wouldn't be any good if Caleb Neaton misses any games. Carson McCain now in the backfield with Jay Sears, and Jay Sears calls his own number, gets across the 35 down to the 37 before Skylar Smith stops him. 
After a three-yard pickup, second down, seven to go for the green and white. 9-20 and counting here, 35-0 Ubley over Lakers. Now that is a design run. That is a snap to Sears, and then the running back keeping him company becomes that fullback to try to pick up the linebacker, which he does and allows Sears to get three yards on first down. Two wide each way, and this one's another direct snap to Jay Sears, and he immediately starts running with it, gets out for maybe a half yard. Brought down by Luke Vollmering, defensive end for the Ubley Bearcats. Third down, six to go for the green and white at their own 37-yard line. Yeah, with Neaton now, now Carson McCain is the is the extra back in the backfield, keeping Sears company, and after a short game, third down, six for the Laker offense. As this clock ticking down here, 8.40 to go left in this game. Lakers in no hurry, looking to the sideline, two wide each way. Jay Sears and Carson McCain in the backfield. In the shotgun, McCain to Sears left. Working off just inside the right hash, right to left across your radio. Lakers in their road white uniforms. There's the snap. Less than five on the play clock. Jay Sears rolls to his left, looking throw downfield, throws it, and this one is underthrown and nearly intercepted at midfield as it hit the hands of Lucas Wainer. He couldn't bring it in, and the Ubley secondary was drooling on that one, could not keep it on the fingertips and hits the turf instead falls incomplete fourth down seven to go for the green and white throw across his body i thought the throw was was pretty good and uh, an outstretched arms of number 12 is lucas wainer had it in his hands but hit as the ball gets there by colin ozentoski jars the ball loose in a diving effort by ryan lehrman almost picks that ball off but it falls incomplete and now fourth down and six for lakers is what appears to be the punting unit on the field jay sears stands at his own 28 yard line Line of scrimmage is at the 38. A little of a high snap, but he gets it away. And good-looking punt. No one back deep for the Ubley Bearcats as well. And comes the rest, takes an ugly bounce, and comes down at the 32-yard line before it's stopped. With 7.20. Left here in the fourth quarter with a running clock situation. So technically with 7 minutes and 20 seconds remaining here in the fourth, Ubley back on the field with a 35-0 lead. They sure are. And I fully expect, uh, even with... Evan Peruski to stay in the game to, to handle the offense. I fully expect um, the the second, the backup, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth option to get in there and get some quality carries at playing time here in a, in a very important game against a cross-conference rival in Lakers. This is a perfect time for these guys uh, to learn the offense, get some varsity action early. This is part of the reason why the Ubley Bearcats have been so good for so many straight years. They just get so many different guys into the action, get quality carries when they're younger, and when the time comes, they are ready for full-time action. And they're waiting until they start to settle in at the line until the play clock is under 10. Actually, under 15. There's under 5. And it's going to be handoff to Colin Ozentowski. He's out for a nice, sizable chunk before he's stopped by Luke Good. Out to about the 38-yard line. A gain of six in the play. Second down and four. Six and a half left here in the fourth quarter. And if you remember, Colin Ozentowski stepped in last week, had a very big game for them, led the, led the way with 91 rushing yards. Uh, certainly a very capable back uh, with again, plenty of weapons in the chamber here for the Ubley Bearcats at running back. Colin Ozentowski, just one of those, waiting for his time to shine and has a good run there on first down. Second down, four to go. 5.52 left in counting with a running clock situation. Ubley leading Lakers 35-0 here in the fourth quarter. T formation. Evan Bruski still at quarterback. As a handoff to number 32, right up the gut. That's Colton Oswald. Has the first down, or very close to it. Tackle made by Carson McCain for the Laker defense. And they're going to say, just short, brings up third down in maybe 
a half yard, maybe a half a foot, and now, now they're saying signal it. Phil Granovich could not come up with a play there. Couldn't, couldn't decide himself, and it was the line judges instead. I, I, I thought he had the first down by I plenty so there too. myself, so the, the, the spot shortchanged him a little bit, but uh, all, in a, all in all, it is definitely a first down for the Ugly Bearcats as the clock continues to run with five minutes to go here left in the game. Well, Phil Granovich was on the injured reserve list last week, so... Glad he made a speed glad, recovery glad so he could, he could join us tonight. The physicality of being a PGA professional is, is quite difficult. Hey, you know, jumping on and off of golf carts can be a dangerous that's, that's, thing, okay? Yes, it is. Meanwhile, back on the ranch... Colton Oswald breaks out for a big run all the way into Laker territory down to the Laker 39-yard line for a big yard, big gain. 19 yards on that pickup. First and 10 at the Laker 39 with four and a half to go. Yeah, Colton Oswald sliding into that Candon Prusky roll, that fullback, and right up the middle he goes with a burst of speed, getting in well into Laker territory and a fresh set of downs for the Bearcat offense. That's actually why you retired from the PGA professional game just the, it's, the it's injuries were mounting it's it's grueling sometimes well, you couldn't play to great heights anymore or maybe you can <laughs> first and 10 for the LB Bearcats is a handoff to number five Colin Ostentoski goes to the left side breaks out a one tackle fumble on the end of the play and looks like a black jersey jumped on it at, and getting forward progress as they went down to the 31 yard line for an eight yard pickup as number 65 jumps up on it Austin Gentner jumps on it and it was forced by Lakers number 11 Luke Good punched that one out, but Ubley avoids disaster and now sets up his second down and two. Yeah, that's uh, number five. Yeah, that's uh, that's Colin Ozitas. you got to hold on to that football if you want to get more playing time, and it doesn't matter the score. He's getting an earful as he comes off the field. <laughs> yes. Second down and two, three and a half to play here in the fourth quarter. 35-0. Ubley leading Lakers. T formation, Evan Bruski under center, waiting for the play clock to get under 15 before even thinking about it. Surveys the prairie. Takes a look at the river levels of the Cass River in the meantime. T formation. Handoff right up middle to number 32, Colton Oswald. He has the first down, rumbles all the way down to about the 22-yard line, and stopped by Caden Caribou, sophomore for the Laker defense. Move the chains once again. Three minutes and counting, 35-0 Ubley over Lakers. Another nice run. Again, the middle of the field was open early for Candon Peruski, and uh, now you're seeing Colton Oswald expose that defense with another good run, and he's uh, got another first down for the Bearcats. Under three minutes to go here in this half. First and 10 for the Bearcats. Two minutes, 35 seconds and counting and running clock situation here. 35-0. Looks like Ubley wants to punch this one in one more time tonight. Everbrewski under center, three men backfield. Sound like a broken record there. But it's not a broken record, and it's a high-functioning offense, and it's right into the end zone. Goes number 32, just shy. Colton Oswald, they say touchdown, Ubley. Colton Oswald rumbles in from 23 yards out and drags his defender for the final four yards, and it's now the sixth score of the night for the Orange and Black of Ubley. It's now 41-0 with 2.19 left in the fourth quarter. That's, yeah, uh, again, Colton Oswald exploding through the middle of the line, and when he gets through there, and the linebackers are separated just enough, he gets all the way into the secondary, virtually untouched, drags the safety into the end zone just across the goal line, and it's another touchdown for the Bearcat offense and another opportunity for Brett Mueller to kick an extra point. Brett Mueller on the field after a tw after a 23-yard run from Colton Oswald for the score. Makes it 41-0, trying to make this 42-0. 
Good snap, good hold, and the kick is good for Brett Mueller. He's now 6 for 6 on the night with 2.19 remaining in the fourth quarter. Ubley 42, Lakers nothing on the W at the W Sports Network. Forty-two nothing. Hobley leading the Lakers after a six-play, forty or excuse me, sixty-eight yards, taking five minutes off the clock, and capped off with a Oswald twenty-three-yard run in for the score. Brett Mueller with his sixth PAT of the night on six attempts makes it forty-two nothing. Hobley over Lakers with two nineteen left, and this is going to be a touchback, seven yards in the end zone for Brett Mueller. Dave Hanson, your thoughts? And just a dominating performance, right? I mean, the Elbley Bearcats, uh, well over 320 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. When you average seven and a half yards a carry, that is pretty tough to beat. Uh, the Elbley Bearcats defensively just as strong. The, the Elkton Bidge Bayport Lakers, we knew we were replacing a lot of starters. Uh, they were hoping to be more athletic, a little less ground and pound because they were lacking some of that size. But as well as I thought their offensive line played, um, there just wasn't a lot of help for Jay Sears today, and hopefully uh, Caleb Neaton isn't hurting too bad there because they're going to need him next week. Yeah, no kidding. So 2.06 and counting here in the running clock situation, 42 nothing. Lakers back in offense at their own 20-yard line to start this drive. Jay Sears with the quarterback keeper, breaks out of one tackle, and he's going to be gang tackled down at the 23-yard line, leading the charge for the LE defense. Devin Geiger, defensive tackle, freshman, six foot three, two hundred pounds, as a freshman. Size, just with, just, just with the, just with the Bearcats need a little more size coming up, right? Yeah, they've been lacking that. Ninety-five seconds left here. Ubly sideline fired up to get their second and third strings in here. You know, it's hard to believe the uh, Lakers have scored three points in two weeks. That's hard and, to fathom, and, and it's and it's still. Not out of the realm that they are still the favorites to win. They're the still a solid team. Yeah. Th them and Cass City uh, are going to have a heck of a ball game later on in the season. But Which we'll be there for that one as well. Yeah. Don't, don't let this 0-2 star for Lakers fool you. Oh, that's absolutely right. Millington is as tough as you're going to find close to us, and then the LB Bearcats are right there with them. One minute remains. There's the snap. Direct snap to Carson McCain. Lowers the shoulder and gets out to about the 30-yard line before he's stopped by Ubley's number 79, Weston Bamba. A freshman, Weston Bamba, 5'8", 160-pound freshman on the stop. Move the chains from the 23 out to the 31 for a first and 10. Direct snap right to McCain. Again, he takes it around the left side and has nice room to run. Seven yards on the play, but it's the story of the day has been that ugly Bearcat defense. Swarming to the football, holding up big time on fourth down, and uh, giving their offense plenty of time. Possessions to score, and the offense cashes in. Probably one last play here from the Lakers with 20 seconds remain in the running clock. Trailing 42 nothing to Ubley. Jay Sears calls his own number, runs forward, gets out to about the 36-yard line before he is stopped after a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Ubley's Guy Kenoblock, and that is going to be your final. The Ubley Bearcats improve to 2-0 and on the season. Lakers fall to 0-2 in a 42-0 ball game in favor of the home team. The Ubley Bearcats Enter divisional play with a perfect 2-0 record. Final score, Ubley 42. Lakers nothing in the WLW Sports Network. We'll be back in four minutes with you to wrap this whole thing up from the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan.
Albany wins 42-0 over Lakers. score from the banks of the Cass River. I believe 42. Lakers nothing after 48 minutes of play. Buck Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthony's recall tonight from Ubley, Michigan. And Dave Hansen, how much tell us how we got to this final score of Ubley 42, Lakers 0. Well, it started with two first quarter touchdowns on the very first series. A long drive by the Bearcats, tapped off by a Candon Peruski 17-yard touchdown run. The PAT by Mueller was good. Ubley leads 7-0. A three and out. And a punt, which is a mistake because they kick it right to Evan Peruski. He makes a guy miss and takes it to the house 53 yards later on that punt return. And the Ubley Bearcats would lead at the end of the first quarter 14 to nothing. In the second quarter, not much action until 14 seconds left. Seth Maurer punches in their third score of the game. Mueller's PAT is good, and the Bearcats would take the halftime lead 21 to nothing. In the third quarter, more Bearcat offense. Luke Vollmering this time, a 38-yard touchdown run. Ubley PAT is good, 28-0 at the end of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, starts off on the very first play of the fourth quarter. It's another Luke Vollmering touchdown run, this time from four yards away. Mueller's PAT is good. And the end of the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, Colton Oswald gets on the field and breaks a 23-yard touchdown run. Mueller would convert his sixth point after attempt, and that would be your final as the Ubley Bearcats will defeat the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers by a score of 42 to nothing. Lakers ran 42 plays tonight. Ubley ran 47. But there was a differential of 203 yards between the teams. Ubley with 47 plays for 341 yards. Lakers 42 plays for 138 yards. Lakers averaged 3.3 per play. Ubley averaged 7.3. Pretty sizable average difference there, but kind of business as usual for the other Bearcats. No doubt about it. I mean, we don't normally contribute uh, special teams into the offense, but you have to factor in a 53-yard punt return that that set the tone of the game early. That really did because the uh, the Ubley Bearcats defense uh, was barely broke a sweat. They're out there for three plays, made three tackles at the line of scrimmage, forced a punt, and Evan Peruski cashes in for their second touchdown. So just like that, yeah, the Bearcats are up fourteen to nothing, and the Lakers are looking around like what just hit us, you know. And but to their credit, the second quarter. That was an even duel. They traded punches. They traded series, traded drives all the way down. And actually, the Lakers were driving in deep into Bearcat territory. And uh, we just got thinking, like, they are getting dominated in this first half. But if they punch it in here with no time left on Big the clock, game difference. we're talking a 14 to potentially 8 game. A series that would kick the extra points, so a 14 to 7. But we got a brand new ball game, and Lakers escapes a poor first half, only down 7 points, and they start the half, the second half football instead a fourth down fails and uh you get burned on an evan peruski uh, backdoor run where he goes right and fakes and goes all the way back to the weak side of the field he blows up for a huge run i think that was his 41 yard run um again a two-minute drive where you let 
a wing T offense go 80 yards down the field on you, capped off by a Seth Mauer touchdown run. Just like that, it was back to business. It was, it's a three-score game going into halftime. All the momentum's with the Ubley Bearcats, and uh, it, it never looked back. Ubley with 15 first downs tonight. Lakers with eight third-down conversions. Ubley four of seven for 57%. Lakers three of 10 for 30%. 0 for two on fourth downs. Ubley one for three on fourth downs for 33%. And taking a look at the rushing attack for the Elk Bearcats, 43 carries, 323 yards, and five scores, averaging 7.5 per carry. Luke Vomering leading the way for the Ubley Rushers with 10 carries, 78 yards, and two scores. Evan Peruski, 9 carries and 68 yards, now has over has 3,004 yards of rushing in his career as an Ubley Bearcat. Seth Maurer, 11 carries for 59 yards and a score. Colton Oswald, 4 carries, 53 yards and a score. And Cannon Peruski, Six carries, 44 yards, and a score. And Colin Ozentoski, three carries for 21 yards. Through the air, Evan Bruski, one for four for 18 yards. And Cameron Smith, well, we're not sure, actually. We'll have to check. We have a Luke Vollmering. Luke Vollmering with the reception for 18 yards for the LE offense. Lakers offense, 26 carries for 91 yards. Through the air, six of 16 for 47 yards. For altogether, 138 yards on 42 plays. Jay Sears, quarterback, led the rushing attack as well. With 20 carries for 72 yards, Caleb Neaton went down with a, I wouldn't say an injury, but just uh, he cut, he come up something a lame. He yeah. was He was grabbing at the back of his uh, back of his leg there, so maybe tweak something there because he did go down awkwardly, yeah. but uh, nonetheless, hope he's uh, he's okay there. Five carries for 12 yards for Caleb Neaton and one carry for Carson McCain for seven yards. Through the air, six for 16 for Jay Sears for 47 yards. Owen Eichler brought in three receptions for 24 yards. Lucas Weiner, one reception for 11 and Caleb Neaton and Carson McCain, each with one reception, seven for Caleb Neaton, five yards for Carson McCain. On defense, Candon Peruski with 11 tackles, two tackles for a loss on the night, and that all came in the first half. Luke Vollmering, four tackles, as was Skylar Smith, Ryan Lehrman, Aiden Kohler with two tackles, Kyle Nostasi and Evan Peruski with one tackle each. Carson McCain, seven tackles for loss and one tackle for a loss in there. Jay Sears, six tackles. Luke Good, six tackles, including one for a loss. Lucas Wainer, six tackles on the night. Colton Tulaski, James McCardle, each with two, and Caleb Neaton with one tackle. Looking at uh, at Lakers, and a word I use all too often in my career, the, the word I'm thinking of is diversification, Clark. And uh, you see 26 <laughs> carries by the Lakers. 20 of them for Jay Sears with 16 passes. Uh, he's included in all but six plays. Uh, so yeah. looking at Lakers moving forward, that is a heavy workload for any man of any size. And uh, Jay Sears isn't the biggest guy in the world. Um, you know, so when you when you look at that, to me, uh, this team has got to find somebody to step up on the offensive side to take the pressure off Sears. I don't know if it's in the passing game. Um, I don't know if they need to, uh, you know, find something going in the running game. But I think if they can help reduce the workload of Jay Sears. I think that'll help them um, confuse some defenses there, and uh, that will help out Lakers tremendously. Defensively, I thought they did all they could to slow down this offense, um, but when you look at the LB Bearcats, their leading rusher at 78 yards, uh, 320 of them on the ground. They, they had they had four guys over 50 yards, six guys over 40 yards. They all averaged five and a half carries or more, most are yards, yards per, per carry. carry, and almost all of the rest of them have seven or more. So it, they just, it didn't matter where they went with the football. It was Ubley's game. They set the tone. They run their offense. They got knocked off that pedestal for a little bit in the second quarter, but right back to playing Ubley football. They don't get shook very easily, and they, they took advantage, and they were not perfect. So they had a couple snaps hit the ground. Um, Turnover Bruce, and downs. 
Evan Peruski was it was allowed to yeah and that was a short one fourth yeah. down and three and they yeah. lost yards in that play and then uh, Evan Peruski was asked to throw the ball four times he only completed one um, he's very capable of completing three out of those four so they were far from perfect but that defense tonight they were as close to perfect as you're going to get they swarmed to the football better than any defense we've seen in years I'm not saying the future of ugly football is bright but if these water boys and ball boys with the energy they're rocking out here, picking up the, all the, the field markers, if they come out with that energy in about eight years, the probably program's going to be fine in about eight, nine years. I here. thought for sure when you meant bright, you were talking about those well, bright those jerseys are very jerseys. Wow. As the nearly full moon comes out across the horizon from the east, Dave Hansen, who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? Oh, it, it's Luke Vollmering tonight. Uh, he's, you know, he, he was the leading rusher. He's, he led both the ways. He was excellent on defense tonight. Um, you could give this to just about anybody. This is a true team effort. No one guy outstood anywhere today. They, they didn't turn the ball over. Um, but it's it's Luke Vollmering tonight leading the way and helping out on the defensive side. Those guys, That is your uh, Thompson Chevrolet player of the game. And now let's take a look at uh, the uh, the upcoming schedules for both Lakers and Ubley Lakers. Uh, returns home next week to host the Vassar Vulcans and then at USA and then at Caro. So the schedule certainly lightens up here for the Lakers, and I see three easy wins for the Lakers upcoming to get to three and two. Three much needed. This is that is those are actually great four games. as they host Reese then as well. Yes, uh, all, all teams that have struggled. Um, Maybe USA, they have some athletes there, just the numbers are down, but the other three games certainly are uh, in favor of the Lakers and a chance for them to even out the workload, get their feet back underneath them and kind of forget about those first two powerhouses that they scheduled in weeks one and two. Next time we'll see the Lakers will be in week seven for that lakers Cass City game. And we fully expect Lakers to be four and two at that point. Absolutely. And uh, as as for the Cass City Redhawks, I fully expect after seeing both of those two teams in week one and week two, that's a pretty even matchup. I'm looking forward to that game to decide who determines the West. For the LB Bearcats, they are on the road next week at the Marlette Red Raiders on the 8th uh, next Friday, and then they host the Harbor Beach Pirates in the Backyard Brawl on September 15th. And sadly enough, those are the two toughest other teams in the Greater Thumb East, and I don't see any way those guys can hang with these ugly Bearcats. I mean, again, they, they were not bulletproof tonight. There, there were some signs, maybe some opportunities to move the ball on them, but they bend and do not break. They are excellent tacklers of the football, and as you saw tonight, they don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make penalties, and uh, special teams is all in their advantage. Brett Mueller just does not allow good field position and makes everything he sees. Our reach has taken the lead over Cass City 20-14 with a minute 51 left in the fourth quarter as Cassidy turned it over the one-yard line. Harvard Reach scored a play later to make it 20-14 to 14 at the minute 51. Now, with 36 seconds left, Harvard Reach scores again to make it 28-14 over Cassidy in Harvard Reach. So the Pirates en route to their second victory. Uh, another uh, tight game for the Pirates, but taking out Cassidy so far with 36 seconds left, 28-14. to 14. That was a really good back-and-forth game. And one major turnover by the Cassidy Redhawks on their own one-yard line allowed Harbor Beach to get that third score and kind of stretch that lead out. And then it uh, looks like they just uh, put the icing on the cake there with their fourth score. But uh, a good battle there. That is a very, very young Harbor Beach football team. Correct me if I'm wrong, I believe seven sophomores start for that Harbor Beach I team. I think so. That's our um, again, quarterback fu- and wide receiver for sure. Yeah, the future is, is bright for Harbor Beach, but they got a lot of young talent that is getting a lot of playing time today. Um, again, advantage for Ubley there in that rivalry, but uh, maybe in the next couple of years, the Harbor Beach team will have a, a stacked team as well. 
So final thoughts, Dave Hansen, from week number two. Always a pleasure coming here to LB Bearcats. They they put on a heck of a show. Uh, love watching these uh, this Eric Sweeney coach team. They, they are very disciplined. They take nothing for granted, and they, they hit you on every single play, and that's uh, they are fundamentally sound. This team just does not make mistakes, and they can beat you on any given moment with any given player. They trust everybody. That's why they work so well as a team, as a unit, and uh, they are primed for another great playoff run. Dave Hanson, we'll see you next week, Friday, September 8th, as Bad Axe at Harbor Beach in the first week of the Greater Thumb Conference Divisional Play. Bad Axe now in the East. That should be a very good game as well. Uh, kind of an up-and-coming uh, Bad Axe team. We saw them spread it out in week one and have some success against Cass City. Harbor Beach won a couple close games. Uh, so looking forward to that and looking forward to playing football on Friday night, Clark. Yes, after Labor Day especially. Tonight's game broadcast was being brought to you by Thumb Sayer and Agar Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator, and Air Condition of Bad Axe, Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns, North Star Bank, Guiding the Way, Countryside Transportation, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Laker Schools, Ubley Motor Service, Tina Celia Farm Bureau Insurance, Zinger Smigalski Fair Home, Bayport State Bank, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team from Ubley, Michigan, in-game analysis, Dave Hansen doing a great job as usual, his 12th year to my right for football season. Doug Cole, Director of Sports Information, driving all the way from Livonia, Michigan for us tonight, doing a great job with the stats per usual. Dan Banky, best spotter in the business, and the next best spotter in the business, that would be Kendall Anthes, working our social media tonight, as well as everything in between, our intern from Northwood University. My name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this game and broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight. Ubley wins 42-0 over Lakers. We'll return Bad Axe at High Reach next Friday. Good night, folks. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.